0: Rack, rack from the stash app
1: will take a lead in this it's the, rack, rack from the hello everybody good afternoon good evening good morning good day I don't know what time of the day it is for you but yes you guessed it I'm not Robo and that's okay um but he will be here at some point, maybe to say hello. We'll see. Uh, but we have two awesome co-hosts. We have Amandao on the ones and twos. We got Cece coming up here. She just sent a request. I so just accepted. And then um, we got our panelists who are slowly filing in. Right now we got Sunnyside here and Signal.
2: Hello, How's it
1: going, B. um and who else please feel free to request if you are part of the panelist and um i'm trying to get cc up here but i'm not sure what's going on
2: hey bands how are you doing yes uh, can i can you hear, hear, hear you clearly? perfectly
3: what's up b bands i'm trying to pull cc up too and it's not letting me oh here we go good evening everyone how you doing cc hello hello it's been a while how are you baby how are you amanda Doing well. Nice to talk to you. I'm excited for tonight.
1: Me too, as I didn't know that I was going to be hosting that until I was told. Anyways, (laughs) I'm so glad everybody's here. I'm just trying to see if the rest of our guests will hop in, but oh, there's traders. Invite to speak. Let's get some other people up here.
3: I'm just going to throw out a disclaimer to everyone. I can only make this for half an hour, but I have got my amazing co-founder, Sean, here up in the Flight Force 4 um, profile pic. And when I
4: drop out, he'll jump in. Or well, he might even talk to us the whole time. Who knows?
1: <laughs> I like that. I like that. Let's get Jacob up here. Okay, well, real quick. How was East Denver, Amanda, while we're waiting for everybody to come in here?
3: It was fantastic. Um we had an amazing first two days at Interop Summit. Uh that was the beginning of the week. And it was just packed with Cosmos people. It, we we were kind of joking around saying it wasn't East Denver, it was Cosmos Denver. But yeah, it was incredible. Um ETH Denver was mind-blowingly massive. Like like lo- like get lost massive. But um it was yeah, it was great. It was a great week. I am my throat is still recovering. I am like very exhausted, but it was like a definitely a really great trip. Anybody, I mean, I got to meet up with a bunch of like fellow rack holders and fellow Adora squid holders. And Oh my God, like just tons of people in the ecosystem. And had our fair share of dance dance revolution, but um, it was really dance dance
1: revolution. Like he was playing the game for,
3: we played dance dance revolution with Ethan Frey. Like (laughs) I have pictures and videos. It was pretty awesome. Is he good? He is not. (laughs) Neither am I though. So I have no room to, (laughs) to like even brag. Um, But no, it was, it was hilarious. We had a, we had a great time. Anyone that like, is is interested in crypto or just like community in general, definitely go there next year. Like it was, it was my first time. It was like, it was amazing.
1: That's awesome. I I was like, kind of, I'm, I was a little jelly. Like I'm like, I can't wait. I, I need to go to an NFT thing one of these days. So I was talking to my husband and we'll see like X out, like a vacation next year and do something like that.
3: Yo. Listen, girl, April, middle of April, April 12th, NFT LA or NFT New York. So I, I know I'm down thinking there about it. I was looking Hosting at it, party. and then I
1: saw the price, and I was like, "Oh, I don't
3: know. <laughs> no, 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 you don't go there. you sneak you sneak in and oh, go to the okay, after that, that, that,
1: that <laughs> sounds that sounds like more my spin.
3: but anyways, hi,
1: Jacob. Uh, welcome up. I see you just hopped in the space. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How about you? That's Yep, I can hear you perfectly doing pretty good, doing pretty good. Haven't talked to you in a while. Seen you in spaces around, but we haven't gotten a chance to connect.
4: I know. It's been a (laughs) while.
1: So, um, panelists, is there any subjects that are going on in the, you know, either greater ecosystem or maybe just the cosmos that um, maybe somebody would like to touch on today or this evening, this morning or whatever time it is?
5: bands. I feel like that's such a uh, uh, what's the loaded, word where a it's like um, where
1: it's going to it might end up into like yeah, a bloody yeah, war yeah, or yeah. something. Yeah, I mean, it is Rack FM yeah. <laughs> and in the spirit of Rack FM, I was just trying to see if there were any subjects that people wanted to kind of touch on or bring up. What do you what do you think, Amanda? Did I did, did I go too far?
3: That's perfect. No, it's perfect. Perfect. Uh
5: I mean Right now, I, I would prefer to divert to someone else. I, I don't think divert's the right word, but if somebody else has something that they want to ask, um, I'm going to let them go first. Why is that, Bonzi? I feel like I'm just not going to... I'm going to dig myself my own grave up here, so <laughs> that, that that's why.
3: <laughs> that's why you've got a side Reaper as your um, pro
5: oh i know (laughs) it's very fitting um yeah please someone else go
3: (laughs) no 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 we're here we're here for the drama don't let us down i mean
1: this is like a kamikaze space it's all or nothing guys okay it's all or nothing (laughs) okay okay
5: okay so i i'm gonna start with the easy one then uh everyone's thoughts on prop 128 passing that would be the one that reduced launchpad fees on Stargaze from 10% to 5%. And that's as like a question
1: for everyone. Yes, for the panelists. <laughs> I,
4: <say> I, <laughs> I would say I actually like that because um, all the other platform I know of, the, the platform fees is, low, is lower than 10%. So 5% should be the norm for the most part. And also that will also drive more creators to come into Stargaze. Um, But I just me. But I, I don't know why people think that uh, the Stargate, that would bring more fee to like, the Stargate is valid don't to, know like to develop, in a sense. If there's no traffic, what's the point <laughs> of having a high fee? you know what I mean, like to launch? You know what I mean? If there's high volume, there will be more fun coming in, you know what I mean? But just no, me. I just tra- do
5: a hundred percent like it, you know, it's just more competitive and, you know, I was hoping I didn't have to like write a report on like the actual number breakdown. But that seems to be like the argument a lot of people in the space like to fall on are what are the numbers? And I'm like, you know, off the top of my head, I know that this is favorable, but instead I have to break down numbers that amount, you know, to exactly what should just kind of be clear without the numbers. Uh, traders
6: Uh, i'm in favor of it i think uh it's like a policy i mean the increasing the listing fee or whatever the the initial fee um is good for reducing the spam proposals but then yeah I, i think if uh if a team you know is able to um raise like i guess the appropriate word would be like a higher market cap um they shouldn't pay more in fees for doing a good job marketing building their community and you know and having a product that people see as valuable like that shouldn't like mean that they owe validators i guess more i think i guess i don't know if that's the right way to put that but like if that's what the people are arguing you know i, I don't know if that's the case maybe it could be tiered in some way based on like collection size or uh, amount of data to use or, or anything like that. I'm not sure if that's possible, but yeah, I just think 10% is like a pretty steep fee, um, especially if Stargate gets bigger, uh, f- um, initial mint sizes get bigger and the, the money that is being generated by teams, um, you know, that, those fees, that
5: really means a lot for teams. Oh, definitely dude. And like, you know, I, I just kind of looked at it too. And uh, I don't think like a lot of people knew where the fees were going, a lot of projects. And I mean, big and small had no idea that fee existed. They thought it only applied to featured. Um, So like when I brought it up, people thought I was raising it to five. I was like, no dude, like you got charged 10% and they're like, what? Uh, And so it almost like opened up like that, you know, question that no one even knew. And I was just like, do you not like look at, you know, how many stars come in after a mint Because like it's significant. Um, but the fees don't pay for anything. They, they literally pay for nothing. And from a validator standpoint, with the average of doesn't matter where you take it on the uh, highest day, lowest day, as long as you ignore when the stars price was high it is not revenue to the validators. It is probably less than a 0.5 difference in yearly revenue. Um, and that's being generous. Like that's being overly generous for uh, how much it would help them. Whereas like if you increase volume anyway, along with the launchpad collection fee increase, that already made up a significant portion that was reduced by this cut in fees.
2: Yeah, I think it was kind of funny, like, as soon as people started talking about it, like you said, people didn't know about this. They didn't know where it was going. And then there was immediately like all this concern and like confusion, you know, like a bunch of people thought it was like going directly to the devs, this kind of stuff. Um, Like my take on Stargaze generally right now is that, you know, when you put an NFT marketplace on top of like basic Cosmos uh, tokenomics and like incentive for staking versus uh um the inflation right there's there's kind of like a it's the, the interest of the marketplace and the interest of those securing the network aren't like completely aligned in a way because um people the stars need to be kept liquid right and people need to like trade them trade them for nfts and so on right so why would you ever um why would you stake that much right unless i guess you're staking a bunch and just kind of playing with uh the rewards you get or something like that but it's still like a little bit different right um and until we have kind of some other more robust solutions like whether that's uh liquidity pools for nfts or nft staking and things that will always be there a little bit um but like you said you know so so in in that sense there's like there's there's a clear trade-off uh and like winner and loser in this between validators and and projects but if if it's very clear that it's like a it's a tiny tiny loss for validators and probably a significant win for projects or at least a a, a larger one then then you take that any day of the week i think because at this point if the if the platform is able to maintain its stuff itself it's stable and so on then i think there should be a big priority on getting as much liquidity as much volume in there as possible uh, making it as easy for uh, projects of like any size to launch and so on. So I'm I'm pretty happy with with that being passed. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh Don't no, I fast. just
1: um saw that EJ hopped in and I didn't know if he wanted to chime in on the subject as well or maybe he missed it. Um Hi EJ.
5: Hey,
7: what's up? Are you guys talking about 5% to t- uh, 10% to
5: 5%? Yes, sir.
7: <laughs> yeah, I was actually the one who put up uh, Bonzi and I kind of talked about all that and one day I was pretty upset about it because uh, a lot of the founders I talked with had no clue. Um, Stargaze basically took uh, you know, 10% of your mint and half of it just gets burned for no reason at all. Um, it would have been even better if that 5% went directly to the team or to marketing or something but straight burning it made no sense uh, so I reached out to quite a few founders and like Bonzi said, they had no clue. Like, we had no clue because the wording on Stargaze and, and I know Bonzi's requested it, like it needed to be changed. It just didn't make any sense. And it still doesn't make sense. Uh, it, you can ask one person one thing and a week later ask them the same thing and they'll give you a different answer. Um, And that's like last week we had the call with them. It was two different and I was writing notes down and I even told Bonzi after and I told, I think I told you Vans, I don't remember. But uh, I was like, they gave two different answers at two different times. And they ran around the question but never answered the question. And the answer to your question is that the dev fees and launch fees have nothing to do with each other. You're taking 10% from a collection and you're burning half of it for what because we could use that to pay our devs pay our team in some way shape or form um so it was kind of weird honestly that there was pushback on it because everyone was thinking well that pushes devs away devs don't want to build and i was like that doesn't have anything to do with the devs and here's another hot take for you bud without creators you don't need devs so if everyone leaves tomorrow as where we are today because there's better incentives from other launch pads. You don't need devs because you won't have a launch pad anymore that you need to maintain. So I got pretty uh, you know, Bonzi, and I think it was like supposed to be a 10-minute call. I think it lasts like an hour and a half. Um, and then we put that proposal together. But I think it was good for creators. Uh, if people were rubbed wrong by it, I don't know why. Um But I only see it being positive for the creators that take, put their skin in the game, uh, you know, hours and hours and hours um, and years of their own financial, you know, we're we're putting a lot a lot on the line and we're asking for 5%. I mean, come on. It's not like we're, we're, it's not like it's a long stretch. So that's my input on it, obviously, since we're the ones who created it, I'm pretty one-sided on it. Uh, But it was interesting to see people's perspectives, uh, to say the least. And one weird thing that I don't know why it, I'll just say it as it is because I don't really care. Uh, Stargaze doesn't ever, um, I would say, comment or get involved with uh, governance, right? Or with uh, proposals. For this specific one, it is the first one I ever saw them voice their opinion and get in the middle of it with pushback. Now, take that as you want, but you're supposed to be decentralized. So keep your mouth shut uh, and don't say anything. That's it. This is between the creators and the community. And if you're decentralized, why are you saying anything? So that was very interesting to see some people from the Stargaze team uh, voicing their opinions on that.
5: Um, and this one, too, I'm definitely didn't see it. Shane actually did post a tweet after that was, um, he, he, he tried to keep it no, neutral, but said, uh, essentially, like, you know, listen to the creator's concerns. So it wasn't on Commonwealth, but he tweeted that out after the voting went live, uh, just for the flip side of that.
7: Good. Yeah, I didn't see that because, well, that's good. Um, but once again, it's a, uh, yeah, we won't. We won't go down that road of "quote unquote" decentralized. We'll leave that for a different topic. <laughs> but yeah, that's my that's my input on it. But obviously, I'm a creator. I've been through the roller coaster of ups and downs, and um, so yeah, uh, I could talk about that all day. But that's my input. Cece, do
1: you? Uh, I know you have to go soon. Do you have anything that um, you'd like to add to this specific topic?
3: Uh, in all honesty, not really. I've been head down, bum up. So listening to the conversation right now has been just mind-blowing for me. Um, I totally see EJ's
6: perspective and I don't understand why they're burning it because Stargaze is a small community. Why would they not put that towards marketing? Uh, it's just,
3: yeah, sorry, mind blown, And sorry that it's the only the first time I've heard of it.
0: That's
7: crazy.
8: So many things that they could use those funds for. I mean, uh, fiat on-ramp is one. And this is something that blows my mind: is the complexity of getting any liquidity onto Cosmos for for people outside Cosmos is just not worth the effort. And so, straight off the bat, there's one hurdle, and then there's another hurdle just to get it on Stargaze. So why not? And even just be upfront and honest, I'm pretty sure just about everyone on Stargoes would be happy if there was a fee that went towards creating that on-ramp because it's only going to it's only going to benefit everyone um, down the track when that liquidity starts to come in freely and easily, um, and you know you you actually start to see the rewards that the chain actually deserves in terms of the usability once people actually have liquidity on chain.
1: Okay. Okay, I have, I have, I have another one. I have another one ready. Hot off, hot off the press. ICS seven twenty one. It's been said. It's riddled with bugs. I'm just reading off of like a little DM I got. So, watch out now. What do you guys uh, think about the ICS seven twenty one
7: contracts? <clears throat> can you read? Can you read what the proposal? Oh no, is? it's
1: you know how the uh, ERC seven twenty one contracts. And Stargate was gonna have theirs. Yes. So that's um oh, that's gosh. what I want to talk about. Let's get at it.
7: <laughs> <laughs> I go, I guess I know nothing about this because I've had my head down. Is this something they're trying to build a 721 token? Yeah, it's um
1: it's already built, but apparently it's does anybody know um what's going on with the 721 and if it's riddled with uh bugs or all this, you know, gossip that's going on. Like there's some, like, well, I guess.
7: What is it? What is it? What is it? What is it for, built for?
1: For stargaze.
7: Interesting. Oh, for what? Like, like
2: cross chain NFTs.
7: Ah, uh, interesting. Yeah, I don't. I don't have. I don't. I've heard so much about cross chain this, cross chain that. Just I'll wait till somebody actually builds it, and then <clears throat> like we're building our own bridge to get to bridge everything away from stargaze to Polygon and things like that. But it's not cross chain where you can move it all. So I don't mm-hmm. I don't know what's been is that still with um dang it what's who was building the arc arc protocol. That's who's uh, building it. Is that is that the same same people?
5: Uh to the best of my knowledge, yes. Um you know I, I look at the cross chain NFTs. I originally I thought they're pretty they're not like a huge factor for me. I never was like super into it. Uh the one benefit that I did see from it is that, and it helps more so the smaller and medium sized creators, is that when you post a collection, you can have one collection with like a thousand NFTs and you can have the mint live on multiple chains. So you can now have it like on Stargaze, on Omniflix, on Secret. Um, if it works in the way that I saw it work on Testnet, I think that can be a huge a relatively huge bump for smaller and medium sized creators. I don't think it's a game changer for the largest creators. I don't really think it's going to affect larger creators and they probably will not really want to use it. That would be my take. So I think it helps out the small guys.
4: I think, I think it could be a big deal um, if everything goes out, as I'm supposed to go as, as I imagine it to be. Because I feel like for Intention NFT, you'll be able to use DAP on other chain with NFT. So, as of right now, you know, Stargate is not fully permissionless yet. Uh, not yet, but in a sense, but you could use DAP on Juno with NFT. So, that's pretty cool. Let's say in the future, you could use NFT from Stargate in, in Osmosis, in Cosmos, in Neutron. So, you don't have to be in one chain. So, if that's possible, I think that's a big deal. Not just me. What do you guys think?
7: Yeah, I mean, I think yes. it it definitely can help open up avenues, right? Like, I don't think it can hurt anything. So uh, you'll never know until we continue to build stuff that hasn't been built. So I'm just excited to see what it opens up. I, I don't want to say it's going to be one thing or not, but I think all it can do is make, make it better and more accessible to everybody. And And I know that there's really good, just a genuinely good team behind the project that, puts all their effort to it so i would i would think it's going to go very smoothly when it happens
2: so i had a kind of a a question i think that's connected to both because you know like stargaze struggles with volume you know it's like eleven thousand us volume each day or something um this is relatively small but it's obviously the most successful within the ecosystem so i was going to say that sounds
6: nice right about now (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, okay. Yeah, compared to being launched on on uh, on Juno, uh, my poor guy. Although um, a little bit more excitement about Juno uh, these days with some new projects launching again, which is sweet uh, with idols and stuff. Which hopefully that kind of benefits everybody. Um, but I wanted to I wanted to mention that like okay, if if we're moving towards an interchain NFT kind of era. It, w- is, is what's the path forward? Are we focusing on like, does stargaze remain the center of that or do we see liquidity and volume diffuse across all these other chains? You know what I mean? I don't know if anyone think, had thoughts on that.
5: Oh yeah, definitely. I, I think with, um, if a chain does some, here, here's my thing. So the way that I look at it is just going to funnel all the volume to whatever the dominant marketplace is. Like, why would you disperse, um, That's what I don't get. Like, you could move your project to another chain and mint on a few, but like, it's all gonna end up on the same chain anyway. Uh, I think it helps with like visibility and minting out, but I don't think you're really going to see anything beyond that. Yeah. Jake?
4: Yeah, I was gonna say um, with Stug is odd posts. So I think that should also help so it really doesn't matter if, if you're minting on Juno with Stargaze outposts you could just still list you could still list your NFT on Stargaze even even by launching your NFT on, on Juno so that's, that's pretty cool so you, they could even do the outposts in some other chain in, in the Cosmos like Cosmos if they choose to or something like that so uh, that's pretty cool so- but i don't know when that that would be a thing though. that's that's the <laughs> that's the point in thing yeah when is always the question right like it. when
1: um so i got another question many people say that they love stash app on secret but it just doesn't get any volume what could a marketplace like stash do to drive users and this is a robo question i just want to let everybody know
5: i mean Stash, from what I've seen and used, the interface is beautiful. Using it, I think, is a pain. Like, I thought I lost my rack. I was like, dude, where did it go? I couldn't figure out how to unveil my own NFT. Like, I think that is a major hurdle. I know people like privacy, but like, from a UI experience, there was like t- five, 10 minutes where I was just like, dude, like, it's gone. So I think that's a very big inherent problem of that platform.
1: Amanda, I saw you were off the... Oh, sorry. I thought it was Amanda next. My bad.
3: Oh, no, no, no. You're good. Ba- you're good, bands.
2: Sorry, did you want to you go, Amanda?
3: No, I was going to say... Um, no, I, no, I didn't. Go ahead. I think I might have fat fingered yep. it.
2: Okay. I, yeah, I was just going to echo what Sunnyside said. I like... How do you get more volume is just, I think, don't be on secret. Um, because although I, 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 you know, I like secret and I've, I've done stuff on the, with that platform in the past. Um, and like, there's some developers I really, really uh, respect there and stuff, but it's like, other than the fact that I think secret had some kind of, I don't know if it's first mover advantage, but they were one of the platforms that was quite early, uh, with NFTs, Uh, within IBC. You know, there's a lot of hype about them. Like, I don't know, was it two years ago now, I guess? Um, And they had a few interesting things launching there and even like some kind of high profile project uh, launching using Secret. But yeah, I think for the average user, it's like, it's come kind of a little complex. I I wouldn't say actually complex, but it's just enough goes wrong that you don't necessarily feel like secure (laughs) with what you're doing. And, um, and even like using it all the time myself, I'm always in this like state of panic where I'm like, did I just lose all my money? So, yeah.
5: Well, yeah. I think if Cosmos, if you took the UI from Stash and you put like, uh, the kind of like open tooling from Juno and then Stargaze, like just the general like volume and name that I had and put them together, like. That would have been awesome. One of my biggest complaints about Cosmos is always that everything's fragmented. The fragmentation of the markets is like what hurts itself. Um, You know, people like decentralization, but you don't want 10, 20 markets like all in the same ecosystem that have a relatively similar user base. So... That is kind of like my perspective maybe i c s does help with this, and it consolidates the users to one marketplace, which is bad for other marketplaces, but it would be good for the ecosystem overall
3: well, the thing about stash is you can you can stash your nfts from multiple chains, and I think the future forward for stash is multi chain or multi i guess ecosystem, so I would be pretty excited about stash just that's just me um so i have a question
1: do you think the fragmentation of the cosmos the reason that this this is happening is because of all the different chains and that people can just spin up their own chain and 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 just keep spinning their own chains and they really don't essentially have to quote unquote like work together i'm just asking that question that thought just came into my head
5: um so i might kind of speak above my pay grade from a tech point but if i remember right the cosmos is built on a modular system where you can plug and play which is great for innovation but it's also great for copycats to just kind of rehash the same chain over and over again with like slightly different uh like different slight differences so like i think the you know, the biggest part of it is like that's how Cosmos is built. It's built to create copycats, um which creates that de uh that defragment or that fragmentation. Um again, might be speaking above my pay grade there on the tech side though. It might not I know it's not just that simple as copy paste, but um yeah. Yeah. I think
4: the answer to that might be uh it's simpler than you think. It's just the, the bear market, and and the Cosmos ecosystem doesn't have that much TVL to begin with. So, <laughs> because I remember during the bull market, you could sell any NFT on Cosmos. So as long as you launch, you could you could you would mint out. It's just what now in a bear market. So I feel like that might be the simpler answer to that. But yeah. So that, that's that's what I think because. Why not? If you were to launch a collection, even if you have a good idea and everything, you still struggle to sell to sold out and stuff like that, depending on those factors.
1: I don't want to hog up all the space with my questions and stuff because I am getting DMS and stuff. But does anybody have any questions or just Amanda or do you want to ask the um, panelists anything before I go on to the next one? I'm guessing she's good. So uh, my next question is what does Bonzi think of the stargaze performance upgrades? He has been very <laughs> vocal about Robo, man. He is blowing <laughs> up my thing. He's like, give me uh, the host. But I was like, No, you could send me some stuff. You know this is his show, you know?
0: Oh, okay. Boy, okay, okay
1: listen. I'm sorry. Okay, hold on. If you if you don't want to be on the spot, I can remove the spotlight from you and I can put it on Signal because there's another question here for Signal.
5: <laughs> no, it, no, it's fine. Yeah, I, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead, bon. I, yeah um, so the performance upgrades, right? Um, we all know that the website has been less than stellar um, with like the way that it's going and. This is the part, and I've told them this before. So the way that everything is interconnected is that um, I think the average website, it's usually just pulling data. Uh, I think the way that Stargazes is set up is that there's like a a GraphQL. uh, There's a front end, a back end, and there's like four parts moving together. This is kind of, again, above my pay grade. So it all is happening in real time. And when sometimes when one team updates something that can break something for the other team, even though after they test it on their end, it was fine. So I think that's where uh, a lot of the issues come from. And then earlier this week, uh, one of the, cert, uh, the major hosting servers uh, had a network outage. So that one was relatively outside of Stargaze's control and caused a lot of the issues. Um, you know, it, it's a constant work in progress. I, you, know, I, I can't give you, you know, anything super concrete more than that. Um, so yeah,
7: I got a question to that. Are they ever going to get the API fixed? Do you know?
5: Uh, so the API, I see the questions in the in the build channel. Um I'm not a part of that developer group. I can't give anything like concrete on it. Um the API is where it just like the issue is is that sometimes like you can't you can't reach it right or it doesn't um take in what you send it. Does that sound roughly right?
7: Yeah. Yeah. So like when we you know we built our own DAP and for instance some people when they they burn their spaceships, you have your endpoints And with the API that Stargaze provides, it's kind of like having internet that drops out all the time, and it just isn't, it's not enjoyable. So I hope, I just hope they can get it fixed. Uh, And I just figured I'd ask you, I didn't know if you had any, any updates on that. I knew they were talking about it, um, but I'm curious, I'm sure that's on the high priority list. If it's not, it should be number one, because the you know how it is. It, the ui and the and the user-friendliness of the website is the most important um nothing's worse than minting and then going to your trying to access your profile and you can't access anything um so we'll see what happens but i appreciate the honest answer
5: yeah yeah the tech stuff is not my specialty um i had a call with shane today and i think we're going to push through a lot of uh changes this week um but for the tech ones themselves, I, those ones I'm gonna be less knowledgeable on. Gotcha, gotcha.
4: Thank you.
1: Fantastic.
2: Can I can Absolutely. I comment on that? I was just curious. I, I I know that like objectively it's like the most important thing is the user experience, but I was wondering if anyone else just like doesn't care about it that much. Like I I don't really I don't I don't know how to explain this, but I find like if I'm using, I'm, I feel like in this space, I'm so used to like loading up a, a wallet and half the stuff isn't there. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, close it and find it later. You know what I mean? Like, as if you have like a messy desk or like you just like toss something in a drawer and you dig around, you can't find it. Um, I don't know. I, maybe I'm just conditioned to that. But like, personally, I wish, I, I wish don't. that's how it was. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. We have, um, I mean, if it, go, it goes, down for one, one,
7: yeah, dude, it goes down for one minute and you have people in the chat that are just exploding and i'm like i promise your nfts aren't gone guys like just relax i wish it was like that but uh real reality uh most users are not like that unfortunately i'm just a sucker then i guess
0: yeah
5: no i'm with you but it's only because like this is what i know i wasn't into like the nft space like before that and you know i've seen enough like airs and slowdowns where like, it doesn't bother me, but like if a new user comes in and they're used to, you know, open where it just pops up right away, that person is going to ask, you know, nine times out of 10, like, Hey, what's going on? You know, it's been five minutes. I just spent $50, 60 and I don't have anything to show for it. So I, I think it, yeah, it's part of it just being blunted to it, to becoming the norm.
2: Mm-hmm. No, you're right. I mean, like I said, like objectively, that's very important. Yeah, like to to
7: play off that real quick is the biggest thing is, is you know, how do you bring in new liquidity? Uh, you know, you bring someone into Stargaze. First off, you somehow get them to understand how to get stars right through the 18 step process. Um, and then they get their stars and then they get to mint and they buy NFTs. And then you're like, oh, yeah, by the way, it's a coin flip. The the site might load, it might not load, but don't worry. Uh, so that's kind of like why we say to push it. You can't focus on bringing in a lot of liquidity when you don't even have a site that can support it. it I don't know if that makes sense. Like it's it, as a new user coming in, if you if you just bought you know five uh, k of stars or whatever five even five hundred, and you come and buy all these NFTs you're excited about, and you're like oh shoot, I can't even access them. That's just the first. And you don't ever forget your first impression, right? And the first impression is negative. And, and we just don't want that. Um, it's kind of like wasted energy. If we start bringing in liquidity, whatever that answer is, and then we don't have the website to support it.
1: Awesome. And uh, I have a question that Robo just really, really wants me to ask Signal. Um, he is kindly bossing me around in the DMs. And I don't mind. I'm, in, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Okay, so check it out. Here he says, "You've probably got the smallest niche collection of the panelists. What are the trade-offs with the small collections? Less working capital for developments versus more exclusive aspect aspect to the NFT and a really engaged community."
2: Um. Yeah, I, I guess like, well, you naturally, you just, you limit the amount of people that can hold it. So your community has to be smaller, more or less. Um, I think you get more interactions with people that are like, oh yeah, that's that's neat what you're doing. And that's that's kind of the extent of it, you know what I mean? Um, so I guess, yeah, is that, is that like a trade-off? I don't know if what we're doing has like a, a real upside necessarily. Uh, we're only doing it because we like just enjoy doing it. Uh, Which I guess you could say that's an upside. That was probably a pretty depressing thing to say that it's not an upside to enjoy something, but like from a, I I think probably like Maria is is uh, with Women from Cosmos is like an excellent example of of doing like really limited collections and having a lot of success with that, Uh, and so it probably comes down to your your vision and how you execute, right? Um, you know, even if you do have like, I don't know, hypothetical upside to a more limited uh, collection. If you don't execute properly, it's, you'll, you'll just kind of blow it. Uh, so I don't, I don't know if that's a non-answer or not, but from my perspective, yeah. Um, it's just for us, it's like with what we were trying to do, there's just, as of yet, we, we do have some things in the works. There just isn't, we're trying to build towards a large collection uh, and slowly get bigger and bigger uh, rather than start with a large one. Uh, so it's not necessarily excluding that. It's just like, where do you start from?
5: Well, right. You want to like differentiate yourselves and it just kinda of depends on how you want to do it. Um, so Cosmos DeFi, he actually asked me earlier, he's like, are there any plans for future benefits of the NFTs that we have right now? And I told him, I was like, no, we have over fifteen thousand NFTs in circulation or close to it. Um you know, they make you eligible for the airdrop in game and then some of them go to a revenue sharing DAO. Um, like there's no way we could tell people, oh yeah, every holder of our fifteen thousand NFTs is gonna see a benefit. It'd just be a lie. Like that is just not feasible. Um and then with cemetery, we reset it where now cemetery is what is going to accrue value. Um And, you know, another common one you see is projects start out large and then they incentivize burning or, you know, swapping like that's the other side. So a lot of the projects that start out large, they do the opposite and then try to bring the collection size down. Um, You know, if everyone does the same, you're just going to get left in the dust. So people come up with, you know, they try to find a way to make themselves different as a creator.
2: And and Bunzi, I wanted to say also, didn't you didn't you just release like a very limited collection? The uh Eternal, Eternal Reapers.
5: Correct. Um yeah. and those, Yep.
2: I was gonna say, like, it's like you so you kind of end up doing that at, at one point regardless. You know what I mean? Like it's like you alternate in a way between doing so maybe some people will, between doing like larger or more limited, you know
5: right and you know it's like one of our things too especially like in the nft space everything's built off of hype right um and you see like a lot of projects kind of trap themselves in a corner cuz a lot of them fear losing engagement where they have to keep doing something there has to be something to keep people engaged um you know i think when poker tournaments became popular in the space I told Tin and uh, King, I was like, all right, guys, we're not fighting for engagement anymore. Let's just, you know, build our game and we'll have updates. Cause like our team, we lose the engagement fight every time we can't, we, we're we not going to host four hour poker games. We're not going to, you know, have all these things that people can be engaged in. Cause we're just three dudes. Um, so like, I don't know, you know, it's just like people want to do more and more. And so, you know, one of the things we can do is mix it up and make that like a very exclusive uh, collection that shows up to our players in the game. And then they get airdrops that no one else gets.
2: Yeah, that's cool. And then I think the other thing I was going to mention, I guess, is uh, it, it depends on like how much is your collection um like utility driven or like economics or financial driven versus art driven. You know what I mean? Like if you had a specific artistic vision, um, uh, you just execute that and it doesn't matter. You 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 probably don't think as much about should this be a hundred pieces or a thousand pieces or 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 whatever. Um you know what I mean? So it's like that that factors into it as well, I think. Um and obviously if you're doing something that's that's more like art based you that could be larger or smaller but uh i don't know i think it really depends on your your project goals and um and then again i think it's something that all projects will probably fluctuate on over time
1: okay um so your host robo has another question Oh, I'm sorry. I'm I'm just reading Robo's questions. So, <laughs> I said Robo was the host, but I was hosting. My bad. <laughs> so he has a really good question, and he says he has a double question from the Rack FM GC. Um, there seems to be a lot of people conflicted between Stargaze SG and Juno, because one of it one is the top NFT MP, and the other has the best DAO tooling. Are outpost the answer to this? And also, do they think interchain NFTs will have any positive effect on permissionless chains like Juno or Huawa?
5: My take on this would be that Juno has like the permissionless contracts. So what you could see is if the Cosmos NFT uh space does grow. Uh you could see if large successful projects started off on stargaze because that would be the one that if they knew nothing of the cosmos, they'll get attracted there first. That's just how it'll go. Um, in the long term, if they want that open contract, then you could see movement towards Juno. Uh, the DAO tooling itself I I'm not a DAO guy generally we're doing one but like in general I'm not I'm not a big fan of like what muse and aqua both rugged or got pulled or whatever like it's just too early and DAOs, in my opinion again not super involved but my understanding is is you can just buy them and then it just becomes one person controlling it prop 16. Um, Jake Hartnell, I talked to him last night with some of his ideas for Juno 2.0 and DAO improvements. I loved his ideas. It was the first time I've ever said anything positive about Juno, I'll be honest. Um, so I, you know, I, I want to see how that plays out. Uh, right now, DAOs as-is. I I think they're very broken unless they're like solely community-driven. Like you have to be very careful about monitoring who has control of them, because right now, if it's if your DAO is worth $10,000, a guy with five thousand and one, you know, and assume no price change can just buy it and then control it. And he can do it from, you know, 20 wallets. It's not always just going to be you seeing one wallet slowly take over the network it can come from anywhere and i think that's the biggest problem with DAOs right now is that they're so vulnerable to being rugged
1: sean you've been kind of quiet i'm not sure if you were uh, available to chat
8: <laughs> on dows or <laughs> as uh, i actually was kind of more interested in the topic before that <clears throat> just with nfts and um, whether they're, you know, the collection size, whether it's an art-based one, whether it's utility-based. But now I can try and chip in on this topic for you want. What would you... I mean, I, I know Bonzi was just talking about DAOs. Um, I don't really know enough about Juno, to be honest. Um, spent most of our early, early time. I'm not sure if anyone's familiar, but we actually were meant to start uh, this project as a DAO um, and moved away from that model. Well, that was mostly due to terra collapsing, but also because, like uh, Bonzi said, they're so hard to get right. Um, <clears throat> you, you're going to have huge control issues, and it doesn't take many um, to get upset, but then it also doesn't take many to take over. So you've got quite a few problems, and what is the overall benefit? I yeah, you know, we yet to see a DAO change the world yes it may happen um, eventually they'll get it right um, there is a use for them but I think the structure and the way that they operate is a long a long way off being perfected it's a good technology mm-hmm. but yeah that's kind of my five cents on on that topic
1: but um the topic you said you wanted to chime in on the topic before um, with the small collections
8: well or? well no sorry it was just more what the, the i forget who was speaking but um just talking about the way that nfts are all going to be you know interchangeable on any chain and that's our goal obviously with flight force 4 that's the whole point why we've minted cross-chain but um every nft collection at the moment has you know, it's niche, like you were saying. Whether it's a small collection and it's art-based, whether it's highly utility-driven, um, but either way, going forward, the things that we do know is everything is going to be you know, cross-chain, swappable, um, can go anywhere with it, and it's essentially just a, a piece of you, as long as you know you can. You've got a wallet that can. Can connect to a website or a DAP or whatever it is, as long as it can recognize the NFT that's in your wallet. That's the main thing. And that just gives you access basically to, to something else. Um, but for us, you know, like, the, and you could break that down in, in many ways. There's art, and I think there's a lot of music NFTs coming out as well, um, where the actual projects behind those NFTs are kind of giving away royalties from. Um, <clears throat> Say say you're an artist and you you create your own NFT collection, the people that own those NFTs now get like a percentage of revenue, Uh, whether it's revenue or whether it's royalties, the wording will become clearer once regulations are cleared up. But I think um, it's interesting seeing it all develop. And yeah, I don't mean to take everyone back back off topic to where we were, Um, but I think every NFT is going to have to have a use case. Whether it is a revenue, whether it's a um, a utility, whether it's a, a revenue share, it's it's going to be cross chain, and those are the things that have to be thought out. With you know things like Stargaze, Juno, all of you know basically anyone can create something and put you out of business if they get it right, and so that's why I think stargaze needs to keep keep building what they've got you know it was only months ago where people were loving it um but there's been a few things pop up i think it's the same around all of the chains um like i said i don't know enough about juno but you know bonzi just then said that was the first thing he said that's been you know first positive thing he said about juno so um i have seen a bit going around i I don't i don't want to get into anything that I don't really know enough about, though.
1: Well, you know what? You should play with it. You know, check it out. See, see what's going on. Um, Check, you know, like you can join the corporation, uh, which, you know, those, you see those PFPs uh, everyone has that are AI, or you can uh, join the blue DAO or the purple DAO because they're playing these games and everyone's just kind of figuring out how to use them. I mean, If, if, I, if you want some i could say i can send you some blue tokens and you can join the blue DAO. <laughs> i just want to try to get as many wallets on the blue DAO as i can
8: i
6: that's
1: kind of my goal right now
8: <laughs> i wish i had the t- stuff like that i used to play with all the protocols i used to have the time to do that but honestly right now unless it <clears throat> sort of directly benefits something we're doing with the project i i have to prioritize time um the main thing for us obviously was you know we know what how cosmos works and the main thing for us was launching a collection that now even if stargaze wasn't around um you know two months from now there's always going to be somewhere we can go with these nfts on cosmos and i think that's the good thing is that is is, but again it goes back to what i was saying before is that if you don't get it right someone else will come along and do it better and um that is only a matter of time you know we're in a bear market people are Sort of either hunkering down and building what they were already on, or they're coming up with something brand new that you know they're going to release when the time ends right. But yeah, for us, the main thing is having that UT, uh, the NFT on Cosmos. You know, um, but we're open to going where the best solution is. Um, it's a very simple system we need. It's, it's exactly log into our game, and if your wallet read, you know, your the game reads that you've got one of our NFTs, you get access to that in the game and a bunch of other things. So our side of things is quite simple. You know, there's no um, DeFi involved or anything like that. But, um, yeah, that's, yeah, <laughs> I would love to go and play with all these protocols and get involved. It's, it's fascinating um, utilizing this stuff. And then, you know, you get the additional things like airdrops and stuff for using devs.
1: Yeah, it's fun to play. I I like kind of tinkering with things, you know, I might like tinker with it a little bit. I don't know how long I stay involved, but that's a truth. Jacob, you had your hand up and signal you have your hand up. So we can hit Jacob first and then we'll go to signal. And I see EJ's waving goodbye. Bye, EJ. Thank you so much for hanging out.
4: Oh, EJ gotta go.
7: Yes. Yeah, thank you guys. I'm gonna hop off. My wife uh, says we got some things to do before it's too late. So Got to run to the grocery store. But I appreciate your time, everyone here. Uh, amazing minds. If you guys have questions, just hit any of these people up. They're just amazing. And uh, thank you guys again for everything. And bands, great job. So I will talk to you guys later. See ya. See ya, EJ. See ya, man.
4: No, I was about to say, Um. so for the that aspect, like Bunzi said, we're still in the early stage of dialing, in you know, so. There's still things that I need to to be planned out, like all the things that could could go wrong. I need to go wrong first <laughs> before down you know, could be fully set. But I like for me, I, I love that. That's like I've been fascinated fascinated on one DAO. I know since I've been in crypto for the most part. Uh, even like for me, like for a collection, it's also kind of like I have a DAO aspect into it too. Mm-hmm. In juno but I would say like, uh, at this stage, I would say people should, like you said, um, bands people should still try to play around with it, because the earlier we find the the bug, the earlier on we can find the tune to, to tune it, the to fine tune, for the DAO, the the better it would be, for, for, at least DAO in crypto in general, because I would really love to see DAO go mainstream because. The Dada tooling tuning on Juno. They are actually pretty new in a sense because they're not anywhere else in any other crypto ecosystem. Um. So if if you are looking into Dada, I'll actually recommend it to look into it. Try to find out what you can do, what you can learn from it because there's a lot of things they are building and they're shipping really fast too. So it's it's pretty it's, it's exciting. I like <laughs> every day. Like when I go on Discord and I like trying to like look what's going on what's new like in the data discord they're always working on something cool too so i don't think people should take like the the other way around and be like oh i'm not gonna get involved in dao i would say try to get involved and help other project building down stuff so it's pretty really cool um yeah that's, that's what Thanks, i think jacob
1: thank you um and signal i see you got your hand up very patiently waiting
2: yeah. Thank you, Bands. Um Yeah. I, I think like there's been a ton of discussion about this, like in the DAO Discord and Jacob and I have shared some thoughts over the last few weeks as well, um, because obviously like security is a huge, a huge question. Um, like the first thing I want to say is like, obviously like Aqua, uh, they failed because they didn't operate as a DAO and uh, they had all their tokens like not, not in the DAO and left their treasury wide open. It's like an extremely, extremely sort of at, at best amateur mistake. Uh, and then when it comes to Muse, I believe uh, their rug was because they controlled the majority of the tokens. So like neither of these things are necessarily like ideal DAOs and structure. Um, but yeah, but yeah, but I mean, I think I think there's like three ways to have your DAO secured right now. It is like either centralize it a bunch, which is what Signal is. We've called ourselves, like we said, we're like a dictatorship since we started. We're trying to slowly decentralize, um, but like we control the majority, majority of voting power in our DAO with our token, and we've done so like safely. But what that is, is not necessarily uh, dissolving risk entirely. It's just transferring risk, because what it means is that there's, there's a risk to our community that we would attack them. Right. But there's less risk to like the token, generally speaking, because we're. Uh, you know, we, we, we keep things safe and like we, we, you know what I mean? We have good intentions and we intend to like enact a, a certain uh, a certain project. But. Th- 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 but that's the challenge, right? So one is like, OK, you centralize it. The other one is like you decentralize it, but that's not really a good DAO. And then the other one is like you decentralize it so much that it doesn't work. And then you probably won't be attacked because, like, your DAO just isn't working and no one's engaging with it. And then the other one is if it's like totally worthless, then probably no one, no one will attack it, right? So it's like the 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 challenge, like the big risk, is when you're in this middle ground of like um, increasing value, and the value that's either in the treasury or elsewhere in your DAO is incongruent with uh, the, the security. So how, how, like how many people are staked to the DAO and this sort of thing. And when you have control of the supply of yourself, I'm sorry. I don't know if you can hear my cat in the background, but he's meowing. I mean, at it's door.
1: A, Wow. Super feisty out there. I was like, <laughs> yeah, is the kitty a, in heat? I mean, or, he, I mean,
2: no, nah, he he's right? a big, like, <laughs> he's a big main, main coon boy. Um, oh, um, he's a very vocal cat. Um, he's on the other side of a door right now. Um, oh, he misses, just wants to cuddle. He does. He does. Um, but what I wanted to say there was that, um, you know, if it's like centralized and you control the supply, let's say with tokens, um, you know, you can you can manage security by just looking at like the ratios of liquid versus staked versus uh, like lock ba- bonded. Otherwise, like in liquidity pools and things like that. And you can kind of assess the risk. Right, like how much risk are you exposed to the potential of someone buying the DAO? Because, like, if there's if there's less open supply in the market, then of course they can't buy your DAO. They simply won't be able to buy enough to to outvote you, right? But what's really interesting—sorry, I've taken a long time to get to this point—is that I think for NFTs, it's this big question that that Jacob was bringing up. I hope he can speak to it a little more. Where token-based DAOs, the amount you buy you know financially is directly proportionate to how much how valuable your vote is right you have 5 dollars you stake 5 dollars you get 5 dollars worth of vote but for nfts it's it's one nft is one vote right but these nfts may cost a different amount of money on the open market so it's 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 i think it'll be kind of interesting to see how that works between how that plays between like nft daos and uh and the NFT marketplace is like, okay, I bought this, you know, the thousand dollar rarest NFT, but I stake it to the DAO and it's worth the same vote as someone who bought like the lowest $10 NFT, right? So there's like an attack vector there where people could potentially be sweeping the floor to try to take control. And also value-wise, it might be something that uh, has like an equalizing effect in terms of the utility of them.
4: Yeah. That that was like one of my major concerns with like NFT based that's like let's say the floor of the NFT go down, someone could just sweep the floor and just go on down and stake and take all the governance aspect. But the good thing with that is just for NFT based uh, if let's say for a second, um for the person of the supply stake, um you need uh technically 30 to 20% of the supply to over to the DAO. But in general, you won't see 20% of the supply in the, in the, in the market. So that also leave you with a safety net. Uh, but it's just a, a matter of you don't know the, the, the future. You don't know what can happen. There's, all, there's always a vector that can attack you in the DAO. So, <laughs> it's like you never know the full answer to what's going to happen next. You can just try your best to to burn the DAO as secure as possible, because even for blockchain, let's say for Juno, I you could just buy fifty-one percent of the supply and still attack Juno, and take over governance that way. So it's, it's still the same problem that we're running into with DAO, DAO. with DAO I mean in general. Uh so <laughs> there's not there's no clear answer to what to fix that aspect, but like by decentralize the collection, like make it like, having, like, a broader community aspect into it. And, like, if you don't have, like, an active community trading your NFTs, the DAO <laughs> would be taking over easily, too. So it's just a matter of, like, how do you get community active and, like, make everything go smoothly. So that's what I've been ba- battle- battling with, like, I launched my collection, but there's a DAO aspect. But how do you get community to interact with it and, like, make it secure as much as possible? Yeah, but I would like to,
6: I don't know, maybe we should go through somewhere, Something. some other topic, but that's just me. Well, one other thing, I just wanted to jump on the DAO topic. I think one of the other things that'll be really interesting, like if the vision of Cosmos is to have another, you know, couple hundred chains all with their own governance, and then you have, you know, um, a bunch of DAO, DAO like DAO DAOs or different projects, uh like NFT projects and smaller projects like at what point do we just have too much governance going on like people are already exhausted of the level of governance involvement um that's going on now uh so it's like how are we going to streamline that and, and keep people engaged in good governance um moving forward when you know how many of us are involved in or, or maybe not involved, how many of us own like 10, 15, 20 different NFT projects and have been airdropped, you know, 20 to 30 different cosmos tokens in the last few years. And like now we're, we're tracking for our own interests, like that many different things going on.
4: Okay. Okay.
1: Well, yeah. um, but,
4: Oh, yeah, I was going to say, I, I would like like you're the other guy too, to answer to trader that that'd be great. Because <laughs> I've been thinking about that too. Uh if Sunny, had a fly force or signal. You guys have any answer to, to trader question. That'd be great. What's
2: the sorry I've been wrestling a cat. <laughs>
4: sorry.
8: Yeah, what's the question, again
1: Hey we are actually heading into the hour um actually we passed the hour so i just wanted to like try to wrap it up is there um well okay wait robo is not gonna let me wrap it up whoa 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 sir robo if you would like to come and co-host that's fine um (laughs) where are you robo if you want to come up here (laughs) do you guys want to keep going before um I invite Robo up.
5: <laughs> uh, I don't have much on devs I, I think I said everything that I had on him anyway.
1: Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me get, uh, one second, please. Sir Robo is entering the room. So he's not done with you guys yet. Okay.
2: <laughs> hey, bands. thank you so much for hosting. You did a great job. Before, uh, before you can't get a word in edgewise here, you know.
1: Hey, listen. I've 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 only um I've only done what um the the master of ceremonies has has asked of me, and I just read them off. But thank you very much, Signal, and thank you for letting me be a host and trusting me with the keys to your Twitter.
9: Absolutely fantastic, darling. I'm so proud of you. And, and when my voice is a bit ropy like this, you know me. I mean? We need the professionals like you in, yeah? But, uh, wow, so proud of you, B-Bands. Thank you so, so much, right? Because this is your first one, and Bruce did his first one last night, and both of them have been, like, banging shows. So, yeah, thank you very, very much, darling. And I know you were getting a little bit tired, so don't worry. Because it's Pepe that I want to find out about this situation with the... Uh... What he thinks about Stargaze, because uh, obviously Pepe's on, uh, on Juno, and it's say, uh, Juno has got literally the best DAO tool and I think in the entire crypto like industry, not just IBC. Like Dow, Dow is by far nowhere the greatest thing I've ever seen. Plus the uh, I think the vesting uh, payroll, the, uh, the payroll vesting contracts, the steer contracts. I think they went to audit on the twenty eighth, so they should be out like really, really soon. Pepe, we know Stargate is is the top marketplace. We know Juno is the top place for DAOs. Where are we going to get this combination, Pepe? So is is a Stargaz outpost on Juno the idea, the best solution? Or is Juno outpost on Stargaz the key? What do you think, uh, Pepe, on that? Uh,
6: Well, I saw somebody throw something up. I think it was on Commonwealth about basically um, cloning the Dow repository and then launching it on... um, on Stargaze, essentially like adapting it to Stargaze. I don't think it was somebody from the Dow team. I I think it was some. I think it was the guy from Pegasus, but I might be wrong on that. Bonzi probably knows better than me. Um. So yeah, I think there's multiple different vectors which we could, you, you know, get to the same place. It's like whether it's a outpost on Juno, which I would be really excited about, uh, for for basically getting out of DAOs going. Or if somebody were to launch a Dao Dao, a kind of copy over on Stargaze uh, by going through governance, um, I think there's a different, couple of different approaches we could could go to get there. And I know the Stargaze team has like mentioned that they're also working on their own Dao tooling.
9: Hebe, let's say that you had the ability to uh, move your collection to Stargaze tomorrow, and still have like that that Dao tooling to be able to use with your community. Would you, and obviously with a cross-gen NFT, you'd have the ability. If you could do that tomorrow, would you? If you could move?
6: Um, I think I would have to consult a little bit on that and really think through it. I mean, like one of the nice parts about Juno for us is that it is permissionless. Uh, You know, I'm looking forward to the Oracles being there. Um, There's some other functionality uh, that, that's been nice to have. Um, so it's kind of a trade-off uh, for that. I think, you know, I think we'd have to just structure things really differently. Um, and I don't have a good vision for what that would look like right
9: now. Well, Pepe, well, we also had that. And very quickly, guys, we'll, we'll, we'll get this in. We also had like the the kind of uh, second part of the question. It wasn't even my question, even though B-Bands has been like, no, 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 these are Robo's questions. They've been coming from the group chat, just I've been chatting with a one-on-one. Uh, let me just get it up here, right? Uh, cross-chain NFTs. Pepe, uh, before we ask the other guys, do you think cross-chain NFTs will be more advan- advantageous to like the public permissionless chains, likes of Juno and HuaHua? Hua, do you think they're going to give the permissionless chains a bit of an edge, or not? Uh, I
6: guess, in a way, I think, benefits are going to flow back and forth. Uh, It'll give, it'll be balanced. Like I think for holders, and uh, like community members, they're going to be able to move their NFTs to where they feel like they have appeal uh, or the liquidity and the prices is uh, what they want it to be. And it'll kind of allow them to like, maybe even arbitrage. A little bit so creating new opportunities there. Um on the flip side of it for teams, uh they can launch their NFT wherever they want and then they can launch, you know, whatever utility or um functionality or whatever that they, they also are are trying to build, you know, where they want and they can pair the two up without, you know, having to pick like sorry, I'm gonna I'm gonna speak truthfully here. Without having to pick like a shit low volume chain for NFT volume like Juno to launch their NFTs on just because they want to launch their
9: application there,
6: AKA me.
9: Any, any comments on that, Bonzi? Any comments? Because I'm going to go to Sean about the permissionless side in a minute. Jacob, Bonzi, Signal? Uh, oh, Bonzi. For that aspect, uh, nothing really to add. Signal, what about uh, permissionless uh, versus obviously like something like semi-permissioned, like uh, Stargaze? You think cross-chain NFTs, are going to be bullish for permissionless chains.
2: Sorry, I was actually taking a quick trip to the bathroom, so I I missed that one. I'll have to think on it for a moment.
9: That's all right. I just, I mean, guys, stop me if I'm wrong, right? But like with Stargaze, it's like semi-permission, i.e. you have to go through governance, right? It's not like the full like KYC thing that you have to do with those closed chains, right? Like in the future, if we've got cross-chain NFTs, this is what I was thinking about, right? What would happen if like you you mint on Juno and then you kind of immediately want to send your collection like to uh, list it on Stargaze once you've minted out, right? Like with cross-chain NFTs, is that something you're going to be able to do or to get the cross-chain NFTs over to Stargaze? Would you still have to go through that like governance or permission process? I'm a little bit lost with that. Like does anyone in the room have an idea or an update on how this is going to work?
5: Uh, I think for NFTs themselves, like they could just move. I think that contract, I doubt it would work without, you know, getting approved on the other side. Um, so I don't think it'll be an issue for like NFTs transferring. You, I don't think you'll have to deal with governance or anything. Um, but like if you were bringing something that had a custom contract built for it and then you wanted to move it to a permissioned spot, then you would probably have to take that under consideration.
9: Right, okay, because I was thinking, you know, if you've, like, you're talking about the uh, mint fees that the the developers might have to pay, and I'm thinking, well, if you could, like, circumvent loads of these, like, things that you've got going on on Stargaze, if you can circumvent them on, like, say, like a Juno minting platform, right, or a Juno Minter, and then send them over to Stargaze, like, why would anybody be kind of minting on Stargaze if you could kind of, like, just circumvent and go around the corner, yeah?
5: Yeah, you know, I think one of the biggest things is going to be how user friendly is it to do interchain NFTs? Like, it's kind of like the same idea of just like, oh, there can be like a million things possible and they can all be done today. But now let's say they can all be done on the command line only and there's no user interface. Well, no one's going to really care, right? So, like, if ICS Interchain NFTs exist, but it's not user-friendly, no one's going to care.
9: Um, that That's, like, my hard take on that. Good point, good point. Any, any comments, guys, on that before I go to see what Sean's going to say? I'm going to get more Sean in here.
2: If I, had, yeah? if I had one more, I think, you know, I think that insofar as, like, we're still a long way from seeing true utility built into nfts we won't really be able to see how different chains can use them more effectively yet right so for for that reason i think it's just like too early to for um entertain nfts to be that exciting you know what i mean like if, if you had like ibc come in really early and then all these chains are uh all these just like basic cosmos sdk chains are just kind of like copies of one another doing this doing the same thing then it's like okay it's not that interesting to trade between them right um but but down the road if we do see uh nft based chains or chains that use nfts in very interesting ways then then maybe it'll have more use case but for now it's like i don't know
9: any any comments there jacob uh anything before we wind it up i would say for me
4: uh for interesting nft like like signal said, we don't really know what's the future would be like because you, you still need you don't even know like the, uh, the unknown for like intentionality. You don't know if it would be fully functioning the same way as IBC function functioning for token. But if everything goes as planned, it should be should be amazing. If you could send NFT between chain and launch DAP from Juno to Stargaze with intention account, and like having like a, a, a old chain controlling the NFT from Juno to do stuff on Stargaze. So that would bring a lot of excitement like to people building more dap and stuff. But it's just a matter of when will it launch and when will we will be able to use it and, and do other things. But it should be pretty exciting. I feel like everybody should be excited about it. Just a matter of, is it will it be the same thing as we think it is, you know? Because sometimes you can think, oh, this would be amazing all this thing would be amazing. But when they finally launch, you're like, no, (laughs) that's not what I expected. (laughs) I've been dreaming of that thing to come to pass and the day finally come to be, you're like, boom. But if everything goes as plain, should be amazing. I'm telling everybody, it should be amazing. Does that make sense? I don't know.
5: (laughs) Hello? Local robo might
9: have arrived well, is... am I? No. am i back? am i back
5: yeah
4: you're back
9: oh yeah. i think i think i did the double mute thing you know sasha we can see you're requesting dude the nft is a uh, normally a closed mic but we'll try and make time for questions uh sasha a little bit there when, we, when we've just cleared a few things up so sean yeah the question was uh, interchain nfts are you involved have you had anything to do with them do you know anything how it's going and uh juno have you have you been in like permissionless stuff before have you looked over on juno or is it a chain you've never looked at so a two-part question for you uh that's for me yeah first up, i mean uh sort of interchain nfts right cross-chain nfts are you are you involved have you tested out the cli are you
8: uh in terms of ibc no um I think that kind of touched on it earlier in terms of what we need from NFTs is pretty basic uh, it, it's just if you own the NFT you you can log into the game it recognises you've got NFT which is tied to a, a 3D asset or it could be any type of asset basically that could be used in the game for us and this is obviously specifically with Flight Force 4 being a game we have a set um of use cases for our nfts and they range from obviously the game but also into cross-platform things so i think this is kind of maybe a little bit more um on topic where what you know what can we use our nfts for outside of our game and like bonzi was saying earlier with you know if it's a very simple request on the chain then i don't think it really matters if it's permission or not Um, the way I like to think of it is if you've you know, if we're setting something up uh, with our our game to be cross NFT, like it could be on Avax, it could be on Cosmos, it could be you know, Ethereum, whatever. Um, it, the our our game can read it. So imagine I think the kind of the best analogy is that it's a read only. Imagine you've got a, a bunch of glass cups. And inside the first cup is the actual NFT, and then you chuck another, you know, that cup inside another cup. You can still see the NFT, but you know, it's, you can't access it. And maybe if, like Bonzi was saying, it has like a smart contract to, attached to it, that's a problem. But if it's something where all it's doing is retrieving data, as in, you know, like a, a the actual token ID, um, because that token ID might be attached to some kind of other data that you've already coded into the original contract it doesn't need to go and grab that so all it needs is that token id and now you've got access to this or that um that may be um not explained perfectly well but basically
9: no no sean i think i think i get it basically though it, it stop me if i'm wrong the the only thing essentially for you guys that's actually on chain is the actual nft Everything to do with the game and everything's all, like, off-chain and it just accesses the NFT data through, like, an interface or whatever, yeah? Yeah,
8: exactly. And that's not going to be the same for everyone. for And that may not be the same for us forever either. We may need and we may want to, um, you know, expand on the uses. And But for now, like, for example, um, you may have one of our NFTs on Stargaze, the Serum Defenders, and, you know, we've got um, – a lot of partnerships coming up to integrate into other platforms outside of our game, and so they'll have the same system set up where you'll just connect your wallet, and they've coded it on their end, or whether it's just a database that we've you know given them, um, and it interacts with their their platform. Now you can use that same NFT to access a, a completely different character, even um, because you know that's how that contract looks but it's still the same connection for you whether you're connecting your kepler wallet or uh, leap wallet with your with your defender nft inside it you're now able to access let's say um a game wherever we launched initially um maybe let's say for example it's it is cosmos or no let's say ethereum and then the other platform is on Avax. It's going to be the same process, and the way that it retrieves the data is exactly the same. Um, but if we were to say, I don't know, maybe there's a staking contract um, that that NFT was already in. Now you're talking about <laughs> those those glasses that were, I was mentioning. You can't see them. You can't access them. The, the contract can't see it anymore. There's a, There's something else in the way that physically needs to be removed or it needs to be native and on-chain. Um, but yeah, like you said, pretty much all the data that's attached to our NFTs is all off-chain. Um, it's going to be retrieving things like 3D models, which will be built into a server,
9: and it's just calling that data. Um, so. Well, yours is the classic use case, isn't it, for, uh, for NFTs, which was like originally proof of ownership, right? Yours is like the classic case, yeah. isn't it, the proof of ownership to get right to the game, yeah? I think so, yeah.
8: I mean, it's, to us, it's just an access card. And it doesn't matter yeah. what's on it, um, you know, but there are other NFTs that have a lot more data attached to it and are in, in, involved in smart contracts. Um, I mean, yeah, you've got, like I mentioned, four staking contracts. There's all sorts of things that you can connect your, your NFT to. And if it's, you know, involved in st- stuff outside its original use case, it becomes definitely
9: a lot more complex. Well, Sean, Sean, now I've got you on. Uh, There was a big burning question, actually, from uh, someone in the audience. And and while we're with you, we'll stay with you, yeah? Uh, Interactive NFTs, with things like these meme ducks uh, and others coming out, you know, where you can press certain keys and you'll get information, whether that be prices, market prices, whatever. Do you think that these, like, interactive NFTs are going to become, even for, like, just, I don't know, PFPs or whatever, do you think, like, People in the community are going to start to see these as like being standard. Like now we've had them, we're kind of going to want to see them like all the time, regularly. Do you think? Do you think they're like just a, a passing fad, or do you think they're here to stay?
8: I I haven't actually seen these, so could you let, like give me a wee example of what they do?
9: Well, signal signal is the meme duck king of the world. So signal, explain like what meme ducks kind of do with the uh, keys, yeah.
2: I, it's funny you say that because I didn't get a single meme duck and, uh, soy was, you know, rubbing it in my face like the next day. Um, cause he got a bunch. Um, but in these, I can talk about the, the pixel wizards at least. I don't know if you've seen those fight. Oh, Force. sorry,
9: dude. That's the one I'm, dude, my yeah. bad, my bad. I've mixed it right. up. Sorry, dude.
2: Um, but, but basically what it is, is it's, it's an HTML file as your, as your IPFS, right? um and then so it's it can react to whatever so like if you download it as html so when it's open you know in those with those ones uh, i think you can do it when it's a marketplace any any pixel wizard you open if you you press q w e r any of those buttons it will uh react to it so it reacts to any kind of input and then it'll you know it'll pull things from uh from you know whatever source you wanted to pull things from, and 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 so on. So it's kind of cool what they do with the Pixel Wizards. Is it's pulling like price feeds for coins. So each of the wizards will be associated with a certain coin. You'll have like a he'll be like the Osmosis Wizard, I guess. And then yeah, it gives you the live Osmo price. It's something that we've actually been uh, playing with a little bit as well. Uh, we don't we can't find a way to like fit it in for a current collection, but we have experimented a little bit. It's cool. There's a lot of, there's a lot of things you could do. Uh, You could be like rolling dice live in a given NFT. You could have an NFT that is like a, uh, a radio essentially that, and then on the, on the backside uh, it's, it's like pulling a sound from a website. Let's say like, it's like the NFT is like a radio and you're pressing play, let's say. Right. And then whatever it plays, you can be changing on the back end what it plays uh the downside i think for those nfts is that they are like reliant on a bunch of stuff off chain and a central uh source to like make them to give them use you know what i mean like it it has to run through a site and so on so that could be a problem depending on how it's built uh so that's that's one thing to think about because i get a lot of people think about NFTs in terms of being permanent and so on right
9: that's a web two, that's a web two like connection, isn't it? What you're seeing there, where it has to do with yeah. off chain data, right? So, yeah. like, my next thing will be very quickly, and we'll find out from the other guys as well. But, Signal, I'll ask you first. I, I clarify them in my own mind as interactive NFTs uh, because you do interact with them rather than just kind of look at them, right? On a screen. But that would be different from what we're expecting to come from, like, I think it's Magic Eden and a few others where they're working on like programmable NFTs, right? So, At the minute, I believe your NFTs are like programmable in regards to like royalties at the collection level. But there are people working on programmable ability at the actual NFT level, right? So you could have like staggered royalties like over a collection based on rarities. Uh, I think uh, programmable NFTs would stop you doing like P2P trading without like by circumventing the royalties. Like we're not going to class p- pixel wizards as a, like a programmable NFT, right? They're, they're something completely different. How would you clarify them? Are they interactive, like pixel wizards, or how would you describe it?
2: Yeah, I, I, I guess I, I don't think they are programmable. Uh, if if I if I understand it correctly, and in terms of like what you're talking about, I think it is more of like a. Uh, I guess web three, web two integration. And I don't mean that in a bad way at all. Um, but again, that's that's only like my understanding of them. And I, I could be wrong. I don't know everything about like what what, what the guy has
9: planned. I haven't looked super Yeah, close I think them. I think programmable NFTs would have to be hundred percent on chain. I'm sure that when I listen to Magic Eden, the guy he he said there's gonna be no like trade-off. Off and on chain, I'm sure the programmable NFTs have to be 100%. I don't know if like Bonzi, Pepe, uh, Jacob, or Sean, I don't know if you guys are into this kind of stuff much or been following the Magic Eden stuff and uh, One Planet? Bonzi? Um,
5: not really. Uh, what I am essentially taking away from it, just at a first-hand glance, it more just seems like a form of security, more than like a use case, uh, just from the description I've heard. Um, when you add these like extra layers in, right? Like the only people that can usually do this and be successful are the guys who did it first or the biggest companies where it can be like a side thing. I don't really see it
9: taking off mainstream. Um, That would be my take. Anybody else got any, yeah, anything to contribute towards interactive or uh, programmable NFTs? Um, Yeah, I, I don't, I haven't followed too much about the uh,
6: interactive, or I'm sorry, the programmable NFTs. I was thinking the other day, like a cool function would be if we were a little bit more responsive with uh, like, for example, royalties and stuff like that. Like, for example, if uh, you could set up functions um, for kind of like staggered royalties based on the performance of the collection, where like if the floor price was below mint, you know, the team was getting like no royalties and if it was, you know, a certain percentage above mint, like then, you know, so that like in a way that it's like, yeah, if, if a collection is underperforms, the team isn't showing up or whatever, you know. Um or if you want to sell quickly, you're selling you can sell at like a low price and you would, you know, you'd basically be like losing money, uh, but then the like you know, you'd be giving it to somebody in the community who wanted to get in at that price. Um, I don't know. I think it would, that could be an interesting dynamic. I don't think that would be exactly programmable NFTs because it's still done on a
9: collection level, I believe. But that would just be something I haven't seen. That would be kind of interesting. Do you think, like morally, this is a good one? Like morally and ethically in the industry. Let's like say you've got person A and person B, right? They're both mint from the same collection. Uh, one gets like a really, really low, like rarity, basically nothing. Someone gets like the number one, right? We know what they can sell for, yeah? Do you think like it's fair that like the person who's got the lowest rarity, not worth much, is paying like say a 10% royalty? And then the person who's selling one for like, I don't know, 25K stars or whatever, they're paying the same royalty. And that's kind of like it's 10% on regardless, but do you think that's like kind of the right thing to do? Or should those higher kind of rarities be getting more royalty and the low ones be getting less?
6: Well, yeah, I guess that's kind of what I'm getting at, right? Like if you are if you get all four rarity or whatever and, and the floor price is down bad, you know, and you're taking a big loss on it, like royalty could be zero for you. Whereas if you had like the number one, most rare one and you're selling it already at a 10 times gain, like that one would have like a certain level of royalty associated with it. I mean, you're already up like, let's say 10 times on it, you know, so it's like, for you to give up uh five, ten percent or eight percent or whatever from having had that NFT and from having held it and listed it and got, you know, had somebody phone a buyer for it. Like you've you've made money, now the team can make money. Whereas if you mint it and you're at a loss, like why, you know, well that, that maybe means the team isn't showing up, isn't delivering, um, or there's there could be a plethora of other reasons. Um you know so it's kind of like that's where it's like oh okay
9: now you're taking a loss there too any comments guys any follow-ups
6: I, I had a
2: comment robo i can't believe you want to tax
9: the rich i see well i'm from robin Hood country you know son why not feed the poor feed the rack of them poor, You know. i
2: knew it i knew it
9: well i don't know if anyone wants to comment before i drop this topic in because we're going to drop a well not a bombshell but we're going to put the cat amongst the pigeons. Uh, are, you, are you all ready? Is there anything we want to tie up before we... Bonzi? No, I me not I've been waiting all night. <laughs> all right. Uh, there was an NFT collection that was going to be part of a game uh, launched. I believe it was launched on Juno. And the game was called uh, Kepler. And it happened to be created uh, by someone who is very, very prominent high up in the Juno community. In fact, they are on Juno sub uh, specifically, I think definitely the comms now. I'm not too sure if the person's on the delegation now, but definitely the comms Dow. Very, very prominent, uh, you know, upper echelon in the Juno community. Uh, and they've decided to uh, up sticks and take their collection over to Matic. Now, I don't know what you guys think, whether that's a traitorous move, whether that's a good player, whether that's conflict of interest, uh, since which Juno. I'm going to ask Pepe. When it comes to Juno, I always put Pepe on the spot. Pepe, do you think that was a wise move? I mean, you know, there's money on Matic. I respect him. But also, it's not like he's a normal player like me. He's up at Echelon. Do you think it's a bad look for Juno? Well, I mean, I've spoken with him about this
6: in private plenty of times. I mean, he was, he was exceptionally frustrated let's just say with the way a lot of things happened, the market and otherwise around Juno you know, at the time and, and the way that the community showed up support. And I guess, in, and even to that point, like you said, like he's a known figure, uh, he's on, he's like doing these other things for Juno for, I believe for free, like I don't believe he's being paid by the sub uh, communications sub down. So it's like, he's put a lot of his time and effort into trying to grow this chain And like, and I guess this goes back to kind of what I was talking about, you know, a few weeks ago where it's like the biggest Juno whales, like just aren't showing up to support builders on Juno. Like here you have somebody who's well-known, he's connected to all, probably all the biggest wallets. Um, I had put a lot of time and effort into the art, you know, was a unique project Um, and I think they only sold like 200 or maybe 300. It's like there's more. I don't know. There's more like big wallets, you know, than than that. So that means like not even not even the big wallets. I'll just even minted one to support him.
9: Yeah, and I think I think they made a, a big mistake that I'll, that I'll mention like after this. Uh, Jacob, uh, any any opinion on that? Cabalah, did you follow it or ignore it? Yeah, I didn't follow that as much, though. Fair uh, player. Fair uh, player, dude. I don't blame you, actually. Uh, there's something actually connected to that that we'll, that we'll mention in a second. Signal? Did you follow that story? Or you know, do you know well?
2: I don't know. It's like, go ahead and leave.
9: <laughs> well, well, look, also, Pepe said, I mean, he's working for free, but he's not really working for free, like, guys, because I can guarantee you, once all the work's done, there are props going up for everybody to get paid. I know they're not getting paid at the minute, but, like, you know, you work for a month in your job, and then you get paid, so they, they're doing the same in the sub but they are going to get paid, yeah, and well.
2: Yeah. Uh, they're going to get paid more than most people, yeah.
4: Uh I mean... Yeah, is all it, I a, tra-
9: is it I a traitorous move? Is it a traitorous it? move, Sigma? Yes or no?
2: Um, No, I don't think so. Um. Because like the the whole, our whole ethos is built around people being moved, being able to move place to place, depending on what opportunities may be there for them. You know, it's like an open permissionless chain and so on. It's like, it's not like you're our uh, intellectual property that we're have a stranglehold on or anything like that. Um, but yeah, I, just, I, I can't say that like something like that. Uh, makes me pleased to hear. But it's like, yeah, I don't know. Go ahead and go. So else will be cool.
9: I got meta rats uh, vibes off than me. Uh, and I really didn't buy that. I mean, all of these like one-on-one custom uh, NFTs, PFPs that were sent out to like Jacob and, and Joe and all of these characters, right? And I'm like, I, I, I'm really against this, Mind, I think if you're sending like NFTs out to influencers that have done nothing for your project, right? I think you're just trying to use them as a marketing vehicle, a rug. The minute I see this, like, oh, look what I've just got before the project's even launched. I think people should work for your project, then we'll deserve like a one-on-one or an honorary, right? But he seemed to be pumping them out for everybody's signal. I got scammy meta-rap vibes.
2: Well, that that part I would agree with for sure. Um, just because I I didn't look into this project at all. I don't know anything about it, other than the fact that I just saw like You know i don't know kevin had one joe has one not nothing against people that for having that as their profile picture if you get a cool picture yourself
6: but like um
2: but yeah it's like i i literally had no i have no idea what this project was other than the that you know what i mean so that doesn't necessarily i don't know that that speaks for itself i think in terms of my interest
9: It's interesting you mentioned Kevin because he was in on the MetaRats as well. So, <laughs> no connection there. Uh, Bonzi, what do you think about this? These like one on ones given up front custom honoraries to promote the project, good or bad?
5: Uh, so, I can go on this topic for a while. Um, the first thing that I'll say, the marketing, I actually have no issue with. Like, for people curious, it's not a big space. Uh, anyone making a game is is the closest to ours. And I kind of said this early on, you know, Stargaze really wanted them on Stargaze. I was like, I can get them on Stargaze if we want them. They're like, well, let him make his own decision. And it's like, he doesn't know marketing. Like, I'm not perfect at it, but like, if you went into his Discord and you see he's charging $40, like, it's just not going to sell. Of course it's not going to sell. And you're going to put on Juno, of course it's not going to, you know, like, there were a hundred things that said This is not the play. Um, So the marketing, I have no issues with because as a game, it's super hard. Like, I don't expect to have a, you know, a ton of players playing Sunnyside Cemetery. You know, that's why we're doing like the revenue DAO. And then we're looking at like doing wager mode. Um, But I mean, you know, I looked at it. I was like, it's a pretty basic game. Like, and, you know, the fact that it's not called Kelepar anymore. It's called Ashen Horizon that should just kind of tell you how badly they messed up. Um, I also, uh, I'll be honest, just because it's a card game and I know that originally they got more recognition than us, and I always wanted to ask why, because, like, I don't know, ours is definitely, you know, don't, don't tell anyone, guys, but ours is, like, way more
9: advanced. <laughs> well, Bonzi, before we get the other opinions, right, I'm going to ask you a question. Let's say that these one-on-ones go out uh, to, to influencers, right, and people promote them. And, you know, some people have got, like, thousands of followers, you know, like people like Kevin and stuff, right? And the project just immediately rogues like meta rats. Have these people got a responsibility to the community? Do these people have to answer to the community for promoting something that was a rug pull? Because I think that's the defining moment. If it's not a rogue, well, it's probably great having the one-on-ones for promotion, but if it turns out to be a rug, it's a really bad look for the people that promoted it, right? uh i mean here's kind of my thing
5: is especially when we started projects would ask us to do giveaways we do them from our handles uh then like uh shady ones started popping up uh commoners i think was the name where you know they never sent out rewards so it was like okay well we're not doing it from our handle anymore right unless we trust the project and know the project um so i don't think it's on the fault of the influencers like it'd just be a learning mistake now if they choose to you know like anyone who was in meta rats right and they did the pfp thing um and then they do it again like you know two strikes is like all right maybe like you aren't really you know paying attention and you shouldn't trust that influencer but like i would not i don't know man i i would not blame somebody. For trying to help another project, um, I don't think it's, you know, especially influencers. Like I get a lot of messages a day. I'm sure the influencers get a lot more. Um, I don't think it's on that of the influencer to determine. You know, it's not on them.
9: That's my take. Well, yeah, uh, I agree as with some, that, yeah. Oh, sorry, Sign. I was just going to say as someone whose account like grew quite quickly, like over a couple of like good calls. I mean, I shot up from like uh, 600 followers, like literally overnight to like two and a half. What I did notice is that up until 2K followers, I didn't get a DM from anybody. For some reason, the minute I hit 2K, you've got all of these projects coming out. Would you like to do a whitelist? Would you like to do this? And then when you get to 5K, that like, th- that content, like that, sorry, that contact, it, guys are it triples, quadruples. Like literally, you could have like 10, 12, 14 projects a day. So there's something to do with the amount of Twitter followers. I can only imagine that when you get to 10K, 15, 20, 25, that, like, that increases, you know. But I just thought there was a disgrace that you had, like everybody had a MetaRat, or uh, Sonny, or Liam, right? All of them, all of the big players, every big player in Cosmos had one. You go and try and find that MetaRat's PFP on their timelines now because I've searched, they've all deleted it, and they're all even late like, tonight. And Liam was on his high horse talking about Kepler the other week. And I'm like, dude, you all want to talk? And he just shut his fucking mouth. He was like, oh, well. Sean, quickly. But, oh, so go going Signal. Sorry, you. Just go on, Signal. Yeah.
2: I I, I wanted to say, though, isn't MetaRats still, like, the best investment, though, from that period? Because it was all held in USDC. They were looking at In that, uh, in looking, that right? uh, yeah, in that you know, multi-sign.
4: Isn't it like USD, like, that tree? That it's USDC. Down, down the hill. No, nah, I think USD too. I don't know. I don't remember, but I know the treasury went down the hill because why now I think only 29,000 really? left. Only 29,000 left in, in the treasury now. Well, they can't do anything with it, that's right?
2: That's better if you're on Juno or anything no, else. No,
4: no. I think one thing happened, the community took over, and, and that fund, why not, is in the community wallet. So that dude ended end up uh, giving the little fund left over. <laughs>
9: To, to but community. shouldn't shouldn't they already because, have a dow dow by now? Has Metarats actually officially got a dow dow and not? Have all funds been transferred they, over to a treasury one? Yeah, do, yeah,
4: yeah. They have, a, they have a dow dow. But the thing is, you know, uh, MetaRat is on secrets. I also bought MetaRat, So it's crazy. I bought MetaRat at the top. Remember when they launched? They launched for like isn't that like three hundred dollars something like that in the bull market? It was crazy.
2: <laughs> now, yeah, <right>. but Joe's- <laughs> <laughs>
4: You know, it's.
2: Actually, not worse than like most projects that perform that we're holding uh do you know what i mean like no, fix no. The, you know, were, better.
4: imagine that they went from i think between 200 something now they're like 29 bucks. i think you would have been better to hold a bad kid or something <laughs> not the kid, bad kids okay. like, yeah. <laughs>
9: Please don't mention bad kids. Please don't mention bad kids, Jacob. I've got PTSD. Yeah, I, I could have. I could have been retired by now. I'll tell you. I'd listen to Don. Jesus Christ. It. Yep. <sighs> Jacob, did you buy any bad kids at the floor? No. You
4: know, crazy thing. I don't have any bad kids anymore. I'm stupid. I dude, the, on my back here.
9: <laughs> dude, the ugly as fuck. Honestly, I could never figure out how people got into them, but hey, that's a bias, so it's cost me a lot of money. Same with dog coins. Sean, uh, I know you guys didn't do that. Did you guys release any like honorary one-on-ones up front? Can't remember, I don't think you did, right?
8: No, I didn't. Nah. Nah, we uh we had on the ceremony, I think we had four or five one of ones. So this Basically, a couple of SSRs and a couple of tsas one of ones um that were just part of the mint. I think one of them actually
9: went to the project. So, how many? Uh, how many shillfluencers? I mean, that's what I like to call them, right? Shillfluencers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when you were like putting your project together, announcing it, did you have like loads of like shillfluencers like contacting you, like, oh, can we ha- can we help promote you? Can we do this? Uh yeah. <laughs> um,
8: there's so many. I mean, if you go on the uh, off just, just Twitter alone, there's probably at least 10 a day that go in the requests, like the message requests, and you jump in there. And there's actually like legitimate people messaging in, in there as well that we miss because they're just, there's that many. Hey, like, how about I do a post that'll reach, you know, I've got 40,000 followers, it's 10 bucks. You're like, okay, yeah, that sounds real good. <laughs> but this is honestly it's rampant it's it's crazy
9: yeah it's not great signal
2: yeah sorry i wanted to circle back on that topic to a question you posed through bands before about like the pros and cons of trying to do a limited thing i think one of the pros is that no one contacts us for anything it's great (laughs) (laughs)
9: <laughs> oh i love that i love that well that was my thing it's like <laughs> that was my thing signal i mean we obviously our, our nfts were quite expensive at about 160 bucks uh, and we had like one three 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 of them right 1333 so we did get a bit of work and capital right which allowed us to then go and like build a casino so what i was thinking about you and yeah wolfman we're going to get people up for questions in one second dude but definitely 100 percent, that's next uh, yeah, dude, uh, like, I was thinking, like, well, did Signal and them, like, put in their own money? Did they have to fundraise? Because, like, that, those NFT collections, which I know why they're unique and, and so, like, you know, curated. But, like, I was just thinking, well, was that much of an impact? Did that force you to go and raise, like, capital or what?
2: No, we're, we're, we're fine um, in our day jobs and we're just doing it for, as a passion project.
9: Cool, I like that. I picked up on that when I met you in Bangkok. And anyway, guys, uh, before we wrap up, I don't know if Pepe, Bonzi, uh, anyone's got anything else to say about the one-on-ones up front. I think it's a good idea, bad idea. But uh, we've got some chads want to come up for questions. If you guys have got a little bit of time for a couple of little bit of Q and A, is that all right? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I got excellent five right. minutes, and I've got to shoot to a meeting. But yeah. No worries, Sean. We appreciate you, dude. You've been a welcome guest. I hope you've enjoyed yourself uh, today, Sean. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having us. It's been good. Well, we do these, dude, every fortnight. And it's the same like uh, calls that we try to bring in, like uh, week after week, to keep a steady panel. But then we always try to have like a guest panelist and we're trying to bring in like guest uh, co hosts. I've actually got a huge surprise, guys, for the next NFT roundtable, something that none of you in this room are expecting. Put it this way. You do not want to, want to miss the 21st of March, 9 p.m. EST. It's going to be not even like Bonzi and them and Pepe know and right what's coming. Signal none is you know what's coming. Just be on your guard. I've got a surprise for you, right? Uh, Sasha, you can request, guys. Anybody request. Uh, Wolfman, you've got a question for the panel, yeah? Welcome, dude. Are you there, Wolfman? Are you getting roped? I triggering me PTSD, isn't he? Um, the- triggering me PSD. I can't cope with that, Wolfman. You're going to have to talk. Bro. I can't deal with that. please. Oh, please, I could have been retired, man. dude.
10: You don't even know, brother. Hey, I got oh. We got over a 100 bad kids in the O-Vault. Y'all don't even know we are going to be worth a million dollars just on our bad kids holding a loan. And guess what? All you got to do is have a Watchers NFT from ONFT and get that O token, and you got a piece of that action. But hey, what I'm really here to say is. I'm just messing. Did we have a question? Hey, Do we have were you, a question, were you, were you Wolfie? You back in the early days when the dude came out, it's uh, it, it's just, it's on, um, uh, it's on, it's on iTunes, and it's, he's called Web Three, um, and he's, he's, I think he's actually a dev, but he also raps. And he came out with the Bad Kids signal. I don't know if you were around that time when it came out, but it was so much fun, man. And it just does not get enough play, and people don't bring it up enough, man. It's so much fun, and Bad Kids are the shit.
2: And that
1: was made- totally not a question.
9: I know. I think you've just made B-bands <laughs> quite angry. You've woke her up with the music, and then you've made her angry. She's got Don't mess <laughs> with man.
1: My husband <laughs> over here next to me.
9: I came in late. Happy, happy. B-bands was hosted on the <laughs> rack side. Damn, man. Okay. Oh, she's, uh, yeah, she's uh hostess with the is uh, B band. I tell you, she's a, uh, she's hardcore rock FM con- contributor. Bro. I
10: called that. I called that from the early days when she started going live, I said, she's going to be big. She's going to go far. She's just so good at it. And there are just certain people in the space. Even you yourself have begun to really find your voice and have found a niche. And it's just, dude it's awesome to see because we're not all really good at this where we can ask questions where we can dive deep and create these really rich conversations and you you too, man you just you're great at it so keep it up man thanks for having me up
9: no worries do you know do you know what's doing it for me guys right and why i'm reaching out to people like risby and and why we're cracking on and white whale and Sen, people that i've had conflicts with in the past through raccoons why we've put down our weapons right and and made peace and and driving things forward right and coming together collaborating is simply because we've had enough of these people who run these l1s fucking taking the piss whether it's validators just dumping all the rewards constantly people extracting value like fucking highlander etc Other, the especially in the juno hierarchy right i could talk lots about the the shit that's gone over there so we have to we have to take the power into our own hands Us guys, the DAPs, the NFT projects, we can build. We don't fucking need them. Let them stay in their wheelhouse. Let let us guys take care of the culture, right? Let them nerds sit in mom's basement, right? And let us run the fucking culture shows, dude. That's how this is working. We've had enough. Peace, no more war, right? That's what raccoons are all about now.
1: Does somebody have a question? Or are we... um, Oh, I
9: have one
4: question for for Wolfman. What happened to children, man? What what what
10: do you mean? Oh, you mean just the floor price or I'm not the founder of that, you know, I'm just a huge enthusiast. I just I love the Baby Chodes. Um,
4: yeah, I got a booklet of two. so
10: <laughs> Bro, I mean the Oval has like 5 10% I think you no, know, the OVALD has over 10% of the supply of Chodes. So, you know, I mean, you know, the the project's committed to wanting to see something happen there, but the founder has uh, you know, he kind of peekabooed a bit ago. He said a little hellos, made some fun of some devs, but uh, didn't really do anything beyond that. So I was kind of disappointed. But, you know, I mean, honestly, we're we're building so many cool, cool things over here. We have those 3D chodes too. So, you know, if, if nothing happens by the next bull market, for sure, like, we'll we'll do some cool stuff, man. It's a it's a good collection man. it's a lot of fun. And I'd love to see the racks get more behind it, even if there's not a leader behind it. We don't really need a leader. To, to to rock out Chodes.
4: The, the only thing I, I hate, like, is the Chodes kind of thing, is, like, I love the art thing, kind of, for the most part. But I hate that every time I sell a Chode, that dude is getting 5%. <laughs> <laughs> but imagine
10: this. He, he didn't put a, a, a... At least he didn't put a 10%, right? You know, I mean, there's so many projects. I remember early on in Stargaze, uh, we were the, I think we were the first project to charge 10%, and it was because we were using every single bit of it to buy NFTs from those collections that were upset about us doing that. It was funny, like by creating the O-Vault, right? It was an investment in Stargaze, but then all of a sudden, all of the projects started doing 10% or more, right? And I was like, what the fuck? What? 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 Why? Why the hate? We're literally buying your project now. You're charging me ten percent, and you're taking all the profits and pocketing it. While we're reinvesting it into actually creating like a product for the marketplace and trying to create a better culture for the space. It was a weird thing that I saw.
9: Anyways, I'll be quiet. I can't talk or my husband's gonna be mad at me. That's all right. Thank we've you. got. Uh, that's <laughs> all right. We've got. We've got Bandit come up. Uh, Bandit, did you have a general question for the panel or a specific question for someone? Well, I- got the mic
11: i I think it was a a general question for the panel so number one uh really enjoyed all the uh conversation here tonight i I was on last week and uh pikey i i don't know your
9: full name but um you you oh it's robo it's just robo's i'm I'm just low key for b bands so
11: you'd invited me on to here um I just as quick background um I, i started a company 10 plus years ago called pickpocket labs and uh so Over the years, over the last 12, 13 years, cobbled together kind of a mountain of intellectual property around early geofencing and early location based services, uh, early AR, um, you know, for persistent AR platforms. And uh, I mentioned it briefly last week, and you said,
9: come on here and towards the end there might be some time yeah, you did you yeah. did dude and i said we'd try to give the last 15 20 minutes dude you know something i totally oh, forgot okay. with okay. Uh, working with big bands this week and, and- yeah right oh, yeah. Well- let me intro this okay let me yeah, intro please. for uh, so just for the panel guys uh I, this guy started talking to me about their nft project last week and it sounded really weird right to do with like geolocation stuff right Hey, uh, and I said, "Hey, do you want to come on and like talk to the guys, and they might be able to give you some like advice?" Because he's not sure like where he should build his home, right? So, Bandit, if we asked for the elevator pitch, yeah. right, and we always ask for the elevator, like a, a two minute elevator pitch, what's your project and what's your issue we will find at a marketplace? Yeah, so
11: so we're called Bandit Armadillo Rock Club, and it, it started off as a ridiculous joke. Um, we uh, like I said, we have this mountain of IP. Uh, we'll have I think 15 patent families and location-based services and AR, and we just got it in our heads because we know some folks in the cosmos ecosystem, um, Andromeda Protocol, uh, the guys there, and they kind of got us excited about taking everything we've ever done and bringing it to, a, you know, creating a Web3 property. And so we figured if we're going to fuse geospatial data, geofencing uh, into NFT metadata and um, you know, create a construct where NFTs interact with each other or rules about how an NFT and when an NFT and where an NFT can be purchased relative to a marketplace or so on, just covering lots of space. We found some more IP around it. We f- we figured we, we we should have our own NFT collection just to show how it's done. And just as a joke, we started Bandit Army Rock Club, but, uh, you know, now we have five nft collections um, we're about ready to do a soft launch at south by southwest um, and the, the the idea is that we take geospatial information like a, a geofence bake it into the nft and um, then when i have my nft in my digital wallet and i travel to that location whether it's lake tahoe area aspen uh, austin london rome wherever friends what was that
9: what like proof of presence yeah exactly right that's
11: right and so well wouldn't
9: it, wouldn't this guy stop me if i'm wrong wouldn't this stop something like ticket touts for like concerts and stuff like that right the- yeah for sure. like if it was if it was non-transferable and then it was like geo-based like that would surely kind of like oh, stop boy. things like ticket tests like, no? nfts so- are not only images well, exactly metal-
11: Right. and, you know, and actually, IoT?
9: One minute, Sasha. One yes, minute, sorry. let the guy finish, and then you can ask him all the questions uh, you want, yeah. Sasha.
11: Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, well, Sasha, that's that's 100% dead on. I mean, um, you know, I, I, I kind of sit back, and I'm not a Web3 person. I took my Wharton and my MIT online classes here just in the last few months. Um, but I'm a BSWE MBA from Rensselaer and Hochschule um, Zankan. I, so I understand a little bit. I'm learning a lot from all of you. But you know, I I see people paying you know whether it's hundreds of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars for an NFT, and then they stare at it on their four inch screen. Oh, you know, everyone should be thrilled that Samsung or LG launches a television now where I can you know, attach a digital wallet or connect a digital wallet and look at my NFTs on my TV. It's kind of lame. And you know, we we got in our heads with this AR persistent AR platform that we filed IP around in 2011 that. Uh, I think everybody here has got a PFP. I mean, I'm staring at all of your faces right now. You know, whether it's your PFP, whether it's your other NFTs in your collection, or just even memories, photos that you've taken, videos, <clears throat> 3D models, folks would just like to take those and you know uh, ghost them in the real world. You know, in real life, AR. You know, take all of your IP and you know put it in the middle of Central Park, put it in the middle of Zilker Park, let people engage with it. Um, and so it started off. You know, how do we Build this mobile companion app for NFTs that integrates, in our case, our a- AR platform, a viewer as well as the ability to drop NFTs and ghosts and any image, any 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 digital object really anywhere. Uh, we, geofencing to aggregate photos and video based on date, time, location. Um, the ability to geo live stream to a geofence. Um, geo filters like you know you see in snaps. Ooh. You know stuff. We we we've taken everything that we've ever built, anything we've ever filed a patent on, anything that's still pending, and you know launching. And I I have to say, Pikey, the uh, Rob, that bat signal that you put in your Twitter feed, I love it. <laughs> so, so we we actually have this cool little feature with one press of a button, you cycle through your, I don't know, ten fifteen NFTs, and we'll support, I don't know, as many wallets as you want. Really, I guess you know um and you pick your nft you press one button and it's hovering over wherever you 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 um ghosted it 40 feet up in the air um we've got a bat tracker that like i said we have this element where we we have 4 or 5 nft collections right now but where geospatial data is baked into one and geospatial data cages another one and then we created this flight path simulation tool where the geo caged nft flies around let's say all of austin randomly but if they come in contact with each other we'll give you a free nft or there's there's some game element and game mechanic in there that you play it a few times and you'll wind up winning something and you may win more than you're allowed to keep and so we wanted to list the overages onto a marketplace and so we we have like i said we're we're launching in a few days and um there's we still have to figure out you know, is it Cosmos? Do we put one collection on Ordinals? Do we put one on Ethereum? Do we put one in Cosmos? From our perspective, we're agnostic as to where the wallets come from, where the NFT comes from. That you, that we allow you to represent yourself on this unique, exclusive social network, um, and it's. And we're also agnostic in a sense where our our um, collections reside. Um, you know, the, one of these days, I, I imagine you'll be able to burn it off one bring it to another anyway or through ibc move things all around and and like i said i'm not as versed in this uh it's coming yeah so so that it's called banded armadillo rock club um and even if you're not at south by southwest um there's uh, we'll put a press release out i'll make sure that rob knows where it is if if it's you know at at the very least we're going to give one little we call it a bat medillo because We've got banded armadillos. We've got bats because we're from Austin, right? We get, and the banded armadillo is a big deal in Austin, Texas. The free-tailed bats that live under Congress Street Bridge, we have like one of the largest colonies of bats here. So we we decided we'd take banded armadillos and bats. And then um, obviously there's a mutant kind of component because we were making fun of board Ape. Uh, we'll call them beasts instead. And then we figure when the, the banded armadillos and the bats get together, there's either some Furious, serious, sweet lovemaking going on, or you're getting <laughs> rabies and leprosy around. So, you get a bat medillo, or you get the beast, the mutant. So, the bat medillas
9: or portrayed. I think Sasha's got some questions for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you sorry. Before we out. go too far, let's, yeah, yeah. let's see uh, And then okay, we'll go to Sasha. You got any specific questions about this? Uh,
12: Not really questions, but or uh, comments. No comments. That uh, we should have a call.
11: Uh, is, is it Deutscher? And-
12: Ich bin auf Deutschland klar. okay. Uh, so, I'm also into IoT, hardware, firmware and uh, proof of presence and uh, cosmos on on microchips, uh, stuff like that. All the trails. So, yeah. I have these things uh, since four years or longer, five years. Investigating. So, uh, it's nice to have someone to talk to because slip, slip in the dms he,
9: slip in the dms right yeah, get, some, it, get some bromance look, in the dms
11: I, I i followed you a little bit earlier today i think already or maybe i've been following you for a while but i
9: see we're following i'm following you pepe has got his hand up he must be itching for a question here don't worry mm-hmm. sasha we're not going anywhere just yet pepe well, Geo? yeah i was just i was just
6: curious so is the geolocating just being done by whatever device then the,
11: yeah like NFT is is living on
12: can be fake, yeah, exactly
11: right. I didn't hear the second question, but the, the, to answer your question, Pepe, the, uh, yes, it, we're we're a mobile device development company, and this is a mobile-first NFT strategy. So, you know, whether it's a tablet, whether it's a mobile device, but you know, we kind of see a future where with our AR platform that we're building, mm-hmm. uh, and that's integrated into this. Um, you know, it's going to be AR glasses one day too, and we just want to touch all of these IoT devices and mobile devices.
12: If you have any questions regarding this uh, internet of things and the hardware, let me know because I already built these things. Like yeah, yeah. um it's uh like a small chip, three volt, okay. Uh which literally signs something uh, for you, uh sends that with Bluetooth low energy. And right. and you can cryptographically prove that you have you have been at exactly this location. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because the private key is is on this chip,
11: you know. Yeah, I got, I got, I got. It. I I uh, I spent a number of years working at uh, Texas Instruments. I, I I ran their digital micro mirror device or digital light processing business for five seven years. Uh Europe, Middle East, Africa, and in India, and then when it was in a in our venture program, and most of the guys that I know, all the optical. Like the optics engineers and the even the uh, electronics engineers work at all of the Taiwanese ODMs who make um, smart devices or um, uh, some of these um, AR glasses these days. So, Sasha, I think we'd have a brilliant conversation. I'd love to
9: talk to you. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! So, uh, Pepe, you got uh, sorry, yeah. Bonzi, you got your hand up, and actually, I was going to ask you, Bonzi, straight away. Like, do you think there are of any? Do you think there are any out of the box, like you know, uh, rec- like needs for like something like this, or what? I, I actually, I, so I actually love. Sorry, go traders.
6: I'll follow up after you. I was just like, I, I have one I want to follow up on after you.
5: Okay, so I. Normally, when people come up with ideas, I hate them. Um, They usually suck. They're repetitive. They're easy to copy. Um, I I really like this idea. Um, So, and and I'm biased. Uh, Like, what I do in my spare time is I like to travel to areas like where I live. uh, Mm -hmm. And I try to visit somewhere new and like see a new site. So, like, when you say geolocation, the first thing that comes to mind for me. is that okay go to this location if you can get here you can now claim on your phone because you're in the right location um you can now claim this nft and it becomes like a treasure hunt like it reminds yeah. me of pokemon goal um, exactly I, exactly yep.
11: i mean the the pokemon go guys were nintendo pokemon and Antic, and they got together and i think it was 2014 they, they didn't start building really till 2015 I think if I remember we're like really three four, three four years before them so uh, yep. you know every everything from if you show up at a location maybe you unlock rewards perquisites benefits that kind of thing with a loyalty program I could just let's say walk up at a you know to store number 1204 of Starbucks and pick a city somewhere and there's a, a floating nft in front of the building that I see in my mobile app my viewer that. Let's say I then create a geofence around that floating NFT for a distance of 50 meters, and anybody takes a photo of that, then automatically we log who that person is and we either send you a code, we allow you to display a QR code, you go into Starbucks and you get six dollars off your $12 coffee. You know, that sort of that you that sort of the scavenger hunt stuff, the loyalty program stuff, or just you ghosting memory. You, mem- should, you yeah. should
12: check out like a Rufy Tech. For example, R, uh, you, uh, we, I, th- I think I write it in your DMs, but it's uh, yep. like a small, small, small thing, like two years battery runtime, mm-hmm. and it's sending out small Bluetooth uh, information, uh, like every minute or something. And so your phone is communicating and seeing this bacon, it's like these <laughs> uh, like these Apple Bacons, yeah. Bluetooth Bacons, and they had, I flashed. Like uh, the cryptographics of uh, several blo- blockchains on there, the private key. Nobody uh-huh. knows, of course, this private key because it's on this chip yeah, uh, it's inside the wall or inside, of, even inside a frame of some artwork, a physical uh, or whatever. And uh, then it's signing some text or like. Like we know it, right? It's signing the transaction with the private key that is on this thing at this location. Sends it back to your phone, and you you can upload it. And a smart contract is able to uh, verify that.
5: Yeah. So, but like from the user standpoint, like you mentioned, like um, uh, getting coupons off of like Starbucks. Honestly, my immediate thought is ax that idea get rid of anything that requires you to work with other people make it about the scavenger hunt have a basic level and then have passes that you sell as nfts so the free versions open right it yeah. has things that you can uh, claim and things that you can see anywhere but there's a lot more between certain level passes and each level you know Um, if people are invested, you know, 20 bucks, 30 bucks, like it goes up each level to unlock the next network level. Um, that's a, it's a
11: really, that's a, so we, we did get approached by a very large, um, uh, how do I, what do I call them? Like a news agency that has 10 million plus award-winning prize photos in their, you know, their trove of, uh, content. And you know, obviously, some of it goes back a hundred years. The last ten years, maybe they have decent metadata. The other years, they you know, someone has cataloged this and and um, you know, gotten some information that would put that image or that uh, snapshot of history relatively close to where it took place originally. And you know, it's your 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 whole point about cut out the Starbucks and. And just have something that's within your control is absolutely right. this group wants to make that whole portfolio of photos and short video clips available to us to just ghost around the world and allow everybody else to have that experience without there being some uh, how do I say it uh, uh, something brandy put you know put right in front of you. Is that what All you're right. kind of thinking? So-
5: yeah because like if you think about like starbucks i haven't been to a starbucks in years it it varies per person right but like now yeah yeah, because like if people's perceived benefit is this discount to something they might not care for uh, like that's my thought and now you have to also like you know you're either finding like free coupons or like you're having to negotiate and clog stuff up because, uh, like, longer term, if this is something other developers can build off of, then maybe, like, th- this is a very not thought out idea. I see a hundred issues with it. But, like, if they contribute, then maybe people who contribute a significant amount, now they get a small portion of the upgrade passes, right? Exactly like, right. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So, I, I mean... It's a huge idea, and, like, it would take a long time to develop, but, like, as a concept, uh, I I personally love it. Like, the first thing I think about is, like, Monster Hunt, right? Like, there's a few national parks nearby, and it's find the monster, get a picture of the monster that's roaming
9: around in the park that you can see on your phone only. guys i was i'm going to come in for two things here because when you mentioned pokemon go i was thinking about other web 2 sort of applications or situations right but i am getting some dms guys and i'll tell you why we are for like spotify and everything else right we are at the sweet spot of like two hours 20. Uh, anything more than like two hours 20 25 finn's gonna have to like break it up or, or edit stuff out so what i was thinking of though very quickly with this geo stuff is haven't we just had this situation with uh, Netflix where you have to be logged on to the IP address where the original device signed up within like 28 days? Or, you, you know, that Netflix are trying to stop this account sharing thing that's been going on, right? Yep. Isn't that like a, a little bit similar where you've got to prove your location every like 28 days and that, right?
12: Also, like smart cards, yeah. Like the IPTV uh, things
11: there. Yeah. Like, uh, so, cards, yeah. Um, decentralized Airbnb. I, I would love to talk to anybody about this. We've, we've been working on applications around geofencing and location based stuff for 12 years. Apple reached out to us once about two and a half years ago and said, that, It's the strangest thing. One of their worldwide enterprise leads, they only have eight enterprise divisions that uh, the company is kind of focused on. And one of their eight folks uh, got so excited about our IP position and what we could build. They had us build something we called aggregation for local emergency response teams or alert and it's actually we've taken alert and we've actually built it into the band armadillo rock club mobile companion now but i mean I, so in other words pikey i l- love the way your mind works and sasha as well sunnyside uh, trader um you know I, I could go on all day about areas that
9: we could explore
11: don't and worry, dude. I, don't I, I, don't I, worry. I, I,
9: we'll get you on again. Don't worry. We'll okay, get you yeah, on, yeah. and I'm gonna I'm gonna try and find some other experts who uh, I'll speak to one of our devs and a couple can, of can, other people to see if can I can I get put, any experts
11: can, on. You know, can, can I put one question out there for the group though? Just to – yeah, I, but we
9: we know. we we've only got like we haven't even got like five minutes. But and then I need to do the outlaws okay. for the shows coming up. But yeah, go on, dude. Pitch it quickly. Um, go on. Yeah,
11: you got three million dollars from Polygon. Loop got one point six million from Juno. I have a treasure trove of IP, we're looking for a home. What do I have to do? Like Just the NFT story and collection and mobile companion app and all of this stuff rolled together. We think it's kind of special. We're bringing almost 15 patent families. How do I get someone's attention?
0: We, um, we want to choose the right chin. chain,
11: but we also would yeah. love a little bit of assistance. We've built so bon- much already.
9: Bonzi's your man, yeah. Bonzi, what would you say? Yeah, do you have a working product?
11: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Perfect. Okay. And um, I have, um, think... Oh,
5: yeah. yeah. So well, so the grants are harder to come by now, um, but there are places still giving them. Uh, your low falling count is going to be an issue when talking to these people and like proving it. Um, one of the biggest things is, is like, you can have an amazing product, but if no one knows who you are, it's a dead yeah. product, right? right? So like you need partners. And in when I say partners, I mean, you need to have bigger projects vouch for you and say like, we know this guy. Yeah. Um, that would be my biggest thing is like starting to work with these. Uh, the project itself, like depending on how you wanna do it, um, if you guys are not into marketing and not necessarily into that like community aspect building side, I would cut a deal with a project and say, Hey, you might be able to get the attention of these platforms. You might be able to get a grant. We give you a certain percent of the revenue if you can help us stay around and you attach our name to your brand. I just I just, I just
11: followed you and I'll because I know Pikey has to close this up, but I just followed you and I'll I'll send you a DM after this. Thank you.
9: Okay. Good man. Well, dude, uh, on my own account, I mean, most of you know me, but if anyone's new, because I can see Harley's requesting, you know, Harley, jump in the other space. I'll spin up a uh, unrecorded open mic. So anybody, what you've heard today, you can come up and comment. Uh, it'll definitely not be recorded. I mean, guys, we don't officially record these on spaces, but we do record them like right in the background. We do that in case there's any moments that we might need to scrub. Uh, we decided that, like, we were always going to play safe and, you know, As long as everything was cushy and there was no controversy, we could put it out, but we put it out very quietly. So we're going to wind down. I just want to say, make sure, guys, that you keep your eye out on the Rack FM updates, because now we've got more hosts. There's more shows. Uh, I I don't know what time it is for UTC or EST. You'll have to check, but Bruce today, I think four hours ago, he just posted. He's arranged a show with Eric from Archway. Uh, Eric wants to talk about sponsoring uh, Rack FM as well. And he's from Astro Vault. That should be a good one. That's Bruce's first interview. Uh, beginning next week, we should have uh, NOIS, the randomness guys, uh, with Mol. That dude, do not miss that. There's a chance that Moll might just go to town on these guys right on June or so. We're going to fight because Mol's been through the docks and he's not very happy, right? And I'm trying to arrange with to get uh, API3, the randomness uh, oracle, trying to get them on the same show. So that should be massive, right? That, that's not planned yet. Thursday as planned with Archwear, that's Eric. Friday, we've got a bit of a weird show, guys. We've got the usual crack, me, Big Bands, Finn, etc., right? The recorded show for the week. But we've got some, like, mad guests. I don't even know why we picked these. like. Ten. Sorry? Uh, Chen. Oh, I'm going to DM him, dude. Uh, I did try to line up when Reese was going to be able to come on. And we are trying to organise this, like, uh, Resurrect Juno Summit as well, all oh, that fucking... I'm going to ask Pepe about that, but... Friday, guys, 8 a.m. EST should be a bit of a mad show because we've got, like, two random-as-fuck guests on. We've got Bitchak, who's, like, a South African Bitcoin maxi. Uh, He's part of the Celsius crew, what's been going on over there, right? Most Like, he's not really in the cosmos, which is ideal for us. And we've got Frey the Needlecast, who's just been promoted a core one at Juno. He's the guy that basically, like, saved the chain when Juno Hold happened uh, last year. He never does spaces. He's just done his first one the other week. Uh, But he is from the Game and Nodes podcast that they do every week on YouTube. So I'm pumped for Friday. It should be a laugh a minute like last week. And then, uh, yeah, guys, uh, we've got the uh, DeFi Dejan special the Friday after, which will be the 17th. That's going to be lethal. We've got a little panel of uh, DeFi Degens coming on from like different places like Arbitrum, Optimism. And we're just going to give like a, a DeFi Degens for plebs kind of uh, space as well. We can like take the pace, but like give some alpha. So the next few weeks, guys, on Rack FM are going to be insane. Just make sure that you get the notice on. We'll put them up well in advance. Click that link, RSVP. Put it in your calendar, then you can forget about it, right? I just want to once again thank B-Bands, hostess with most. most fantastic tonight. As always, Bonzi, Pepe, Jacob, and obviously Signal and EJ when they were here. Absolute legends. I hope one week we'll be able to get all six of you guys on, uh, seven of you guys, yeah? That'll be insane. And just get ready, especially Bonzi, for the 21st for the next NFT, right, Bonzi? Nice surprise for your son, okay? I'm uh, very curious to see what it is. Oh, it's original. It's the first time any years us have ever seen this before, but uh, I'm going to keep you in suspense. Right, guys, in about five minutes, I'm going to have a cup of coffee. I'm going to quickly spin up the show. Come over and you know you can shoot the shit over there if there's any drama or controversy. Or last night with uh, Reese and Timmy and Jacob and Litbit, there's a bit of drama to discuss, yeah? So, guys, good day to you all. And again, from Rat FM, thank you all so much for attending, right? We love you all, guys, yeah? Take care,
0: everyone It's direct show coming from the rag store with is back in the Mac in the backflow let's go chilling the chacoons by the back door take calls so you can stake more all I wanna do is making the right. But I found this crew and doing alright We wreck, will bitch, ready to fight So many raccoons ready for the boss life I might fly high like a kite ride right? But always ready for a shite for the right prize. Raccoon supply has the right price Giving you respect if it's likewise So I'm buying all the mean guys with the clean heart between lies, laser beam through lean eyes, slurry or with clean life, trash mouth, mean smile be wise, nft wise, fuck with these guys It's the rack crap from the back lap, 100 these in my backpack, crazy rack crap from the stash app, rack will take a lead in this haystack It's the rack crap from the back lap, 100 these in my backpack, crazy rack rack from the stash app Rackville taking lead in this haystack. Bless that rack rap from the stash app. Supplying the raccoons with a headbang rap. Rack gang get the rack bill slang like a trash can. Hoodie with fangs and a gold chain. It's either rack bill or the red pill Best chill while we get into the first mill. Best bill, best devs with the best skill. No shill, all real. Secret is a great deal. Rack will insane, Shane better stand fast. Robo shooting his tweets with straight facts. Knowledge from the street with the best plan yet. then gotta eat if you retweet that. Free of a life feed from the base camp. McKenna always ready if you dare that. Buying all raccoons for his rash stash. Trash panda biker gang, motherfucking hashtag. It's the ref lab from the back lab. Hundred NFTs in my backpack. Crazy rat rap from the stash app. Rack will take taking lead in this haystack. It's the rat rap from the back lap. Hundred NFTs in my
5: backpack. Crazy rat from the stash app. Rack will take taking lead in this haystack. Spaces.